For so long, all I wanted was for you to love me, to accept me. I thought it was my honor that I wanted, but really, I was just trying to please you. You, my father, who banished me just for talking out of turn. My father, who challenged me, a 13-year-old boy, to an Agni Kai. How can you possibly justify a duel with a child? It was to teach you respect. It was cruel, and it was wrong. Then you've learned nothing. No, I've learned everything, and I've had to learn it on my own. Growing up, we were taught that the Fire Nation was the greatest civilization in history. And somehow, the war was our way of sharing our greatness with the rest of the world. What an amazing lie that was. The people of the world are terrified by the Fire Nation. They don't see our greatness. They hate us, and we deserve it. We've created an era of fear in the world. And if we don't want the world to destroy itself, we need to replace it with an era of peace and kindness. <laughs> Your uncle has gotten to you, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Welcome to the Ember Island podcast, the show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today is a big one because we've reached the halfway, po- the halfway point yes. of book three. It's chapters 10 and 11, The Day of Black Sun, also known as Woo! The Invasion and The Eclipse. Smashed together. Woo! 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 So exciting. Great episode. So good. Oh my, great episode and the start of many fantastic episodes following it. Seriously, like every episode from here till the very end is just stellar on all fronts. From here, every single scene is perfection. Yeah, (laughs) there's so many great moments packed into just like the next 10 episodes. It's insane. Like, it's so good. And it's this back half again for me that makes me go back and forth on whether or not I prefer book three or book two. It changes depending on the day, but specifically the back half of book three is so damn good and mm-hmm. we're so excited to talk about it. So and before we really <laughs> talk about it, why don't I cover spoilers? Yeah, there's no lot at this point. We're Yeah. So um yeah, so um if you don't know uh, this is a podcast where we assume you have watched every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be talking about things that not only happened this episode, but things that have that, that, that have happened the previous episodes and the and and the next episodes. While we while we are going to be adding a um a, a uh, timestamp halfway halfway through to kind of delineate part one versus ver- versus part two. We might end up spoiling things from part two, and this is a really really good pair of episodes to watch together. So we highly suggest you have seen both of these episodes before you start listening. In- also, everything after it, because we're going to be spoiling a lot. Oh, yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so both of these episodes aired at the same time. It was a special event on Nickelodeon at the time. And on my copy of the full season, I own the Blu-ray version of Avatar. Um, they're listed as a singular episode smashed together. So you can't even select one or the other in the chapter or in the episode selection. So, yeah. And and they really work best when you when you watch them back to back. Yeah, just it is one full story. Yeah, good stuff. I know I'm partial to part two specifically to the point where on rewatch I can recall just skipping to part two sometimes. But part one's uh, great too, and they're both great put together. <laughs> I am all about the like second character reveals during during the first half of oh, yeah. uh, of the episode. Plus, spoilers, guys the the like atlantis-esque summary oh my god so yeah we're gonna talk about it (laughs) yeah so yeah this first before we start the episode (laughs) i want to talk about this one section of the of the previously on avatar that that played before this episode (laughs) which just made me literally pause and just woo over and over again for about 45 seconds. So what was it? So um, they are basically trying to summarize the entire gang's journey coming to here. Summarize um, uh, Zuko's, Zuko's journey. Talk about how Zuko was 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 a perfect prince during 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 last episode's meeting but he didn't feel good because because it wasn't him he 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 didn't feel like himself but i don't care about any of that i only care about iroh so um so remember like five episodes back when there was that garb that was just berating iroh calling him weak pathetic and he says quote look at what you've become so um in so in the in the original episode uh he is saying that to a like acting weak acting meek iroh that is that 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 is pretending to to be going senile pretending to just be feeble here they play that same overlay look at what you've become over him doing push-ups doing doing pull-ups and then like at the end standing triumphantly over ripped out of his mind ripped out of his mind just a full 180 of of physical prowess and it was wonderful to see be, be, because it was such a throwback to that moment where where you felt so so terrible for 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 Iro, but then it's mixed with this triumph. Plus, it's Iro, and everyone loves Iro. You just can't not love him. And it was. This is the last thing you see before the episode starts. 
which is good that they ended on that because I was pumped (laughs) for this episode. Yeah. So if the title doesn't give away what this episode is about, um, this is the episode that they've been, uh, where they decide to finally invade the Fire Nation because the solar eclipse is finally upon us. They have been planning for this since middle of book two and they're thinking everything's going to go great or is it? And then meanwhile, Zuko defects and confronts his dad in one of the best scenes in the show. And it's glorious. (laughs) It's so good. And um, my favorite OTP appears in this episode. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think I can guess it. The, the Duke and talk? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I'm a terrible person. Okay. So. Uh, you, will not, you will not guess it. Oh, we will no. come to okay. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good pairing. But I'm and garbage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that happens too. <laughs> we just lost like five of our seven fans from that comment. I apologize. <laughs> uh, the only problem I have with them is that Aang is 12. <laughs> I can't. It's really yeah, cute. Baby, you're my but... forever girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, later on, it's actually cute. Yes, yeah. This episode is. Uh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> great. Well, okay. I can't wait to see what that is. So, um, yeah. yeah, judge me. Uh-huh. I judge myself. Yeah. So, first of all, um, shout out to the pacing for this season, or because this is literally right at the halfway point of book three, um, the day of Black Sun. That said, I don't know about you, but it, when this first aired, did you just assume this? could be the end of the show at the time like I did I don't know why I didn't think oh wait this is only episode 10 out of like the usual 20 like it could very well end here I think at first I thought that it that that it could be the end but as it went through and normally I don't pick up on like number things with avatar mm-hmm. but um uh basically i felt like if this was going to be the final episode there would be a lot more fire nation soldiers yeah and there would be a more of a more of a combative front I started to feel like, oh, maybe this isn't the end, just because of the way that that the that the group was being successful <laughs> with <laughs> with with not a lot of firebenders. Yeah, I, I now, think. I oh go. Oh, on. <laughs> I was gonna say like I think while I thought maybe it could end there, I mean, I'm definitely glad it didn't. Obviously, I mean more episodes the better not always but in this show is great <laughs> but uh that said even though spoiler alert the invasion was a failure at the end of the day uh it was still this episode was still necessary for lots of different awesome kick-ass reasons that lead oh, into yeah. the later episodes of book three 
all of which are fantastic. And yeah, this this is such a pivotal a pivotal episode. Not only that, but but the but the day of Black Sun gave gave people from multiple nations, multiple areas hope and drive to actually try to fight the Fire Nation. Without this eclipse, I don't know if they would have mobilized. I don't know if they would have been been able to get to 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 get a bunch of people spacking the first time uh that they do the second time because they were not proven they only did this because they because they knew for eight minutes they would have a little bit of time a little bit of a easier time and ang could do what he is supposed to do defeat the fire lord and and even though they failed i don't know if 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 the final invasion would have been successful yeah if this didn't happen that and thematically speaking one of the through lines for a lot of the show is about failing over and over again and then you know eventually accepting that and yeah and learning from it which is something that Aang and Zuko have to confront with themselves and their past mistakes all the freaking time. So I yeah. appreciate that it's not that failure isn't just a one and done thing for uh, in, in this show because that's not how it works in life. You're going to fail all the freaking time, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah, but they treat that as a positive and uh, something to le- learn and grow from, which I think is a great message for the intended audience of this show. Yeah, and then um, talking about failure, this is th- this is jumping way ahead, but um, in in the in the second episode of this set, Ozai says that Iro taught taught Zuko about oh tea and failure. Oh, it's so good! And he did. Yeah, he does teach him about tea and failure. But it isn't how to fail. It is it is how to use failure as a weapon later on. Use it as a learning experience. Yeah. And 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 just keep on growing from that. Tea, well, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you need the tea because it's um it's calming and it's good. It centers the mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah, is this the it, it is this the poison white dragon plant <laughs> or is this the oh, delectable tea uh, or deadly poison yeah delectable or... tea deadly poison <laughs> will you risk it yes apparently if you're iro yes you will <laughs> which is which, which is surprisingly a full metaphor for this episode <laughs> Where it's they are sacrificing everything for a for a chance, and they are fully accepting that they might fail at the end. Yeah, everyone mm-hmm. in this episode, except Azula and Ozai. <laughs> yeah, they 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 don't accept the failure at the end. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> but all of the people we we like, mm-hmm. the good guys, they are. They are all going into the unknown 
and trusting with each other and trusting themselves that everything's going to work out eventually. Yeah. I think what's interesting is like, I try to do some preliminary research on this episode just to see or on book three in general, just to see if and when they actually announced like how many episodes there were going to be, if they did that at all. There wasn't. I don't think they ever did. I don't think they ever did, which is interesting. I mean, I'm just going to assume that just because I could not find anything on the wide world wide web, unfortunately, but uh, either that or just the fact that, yeah, that sort of thing wasn't nearly as prominent online. Like it is now where it's like anytime any show is about to be released, it's like, guess what y'all there's going to be seven episodes and here are the names of each episode. I don't really think we got that too much unless you went on wikipedia like the week before an episode was about to air and then there was like the next maybe one or two episodes but with book three they yeah. completely split it in half and after this episode happened there was this really long like year long hiatus or something crazy we'll talk about it it was yeah terrible. we'll talk about it in the next episode because that's the can of worms that i am excited to rant about <laughs> yeah just yeah. how upset mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> we were yeah <laughs> Because, yeah, if anything, they just sort of announced the first half. The best I could find was, um, I mean, obviously the initial trailer drop at Comic-Con in 2006, because I think um, Book 3 aired in 2007, and they just showed stuff from these first 10 episodes. So, (laughs) yeah, for 11 episodes. Specifically, yes, specifically, they played the um, Aang yelling, Ozai, where are you? No, they didn't. Uh, And then, yeah, I remember a trailer where he yells, Ozai, where are you? (laughs) And then it shows Ozai. Oh, okay, shoot, I don't remember that trailer. We totally, it it was good. Yeah. Compared to this, where, like, he's actually, like. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also did not show Aang saying that. I like rum. I like remember him like standing triumphantly or something. I just remember. So it looked like he was gonna fight him. uh Like I just remember like seeing the Comic Con trailer and losing my freaking mind. Oh, the Comic Con trailer! Oh god, yeah, I was freaking out like everybody. If you look up a video of that and you hear a bunch of people screaming, I was probably one of those people. I did not attend Comic Con that year, but. I would have been. old style YouTube videos. Three forty p. Oh my god! Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Such bad quality. <laughs> Those are the days. But anyway, yeah. Okay, speaking of so fangirling, though, let's this start the episode. Yeah. So this first half, also known as Day of Black Sun Part One: Colon the Invasion, <laughs> is so much awesome fan service and payoff, and yeah. just squealing from all the fans in the background upon watching this for the first time because holy shit there's so many people who come back to help fight in the cause and it's so glorious just seeing all these people together so we mm-hmm. open the episode with uh exposition. Yeah, exposition talking about how the day is here it's finally invasion time and sure enough, they find the Water Nation fleet coming in in the distance. Oh, before that, they they helpfully remind the viewer that Aang oh, yeah. doesn't have the Avatar state right now. Right. Uh, 
because of various reasons, his seventh, his, his, um, his, um, connection to his seventh chakra was severed by Azula during the lightning attack. Uh, Toph, <laughs> Toph says, blah, blah, spirit, spirit, mumbo spiritual mumbo, mumbo, jumbo, blah, blah, space. Um, <laughs> basically, Aang can't use the Avatar state. Um, but there's a fog rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh no will this impact the invasion oh no and no it, it the fog exists so that they can come in dramatically <laughs> basically well it's actually really smart yeah world building wise this is extremely smart sure. that and they can come in dramatically for the reveal of yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it out um, so seriously everybody is here and it's fantastic like i don't know if the showrunners really knew that they could include all these people from book one and parts of book two like they did here i feel like maybe they didn't know ahead of time but they just stumbled across the happy accident where they realized they actually could give reprises to half most of these people they really thought out the people that they were able to bring to, to bring back mm-hmm. specifically be, be 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 because they left certain people out because the gang wouldn't know where to find them yeah it it is i will like talk about it after i talk about hot dad yes. but it's but it's just so smart how how they picked certain certain people based on them remaining in that area Mm -hmm. so that people could come like like actually like scavenger hunting yeah so um so um, my notes say the fog is rolling in dot 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 yay it's hot dad yep so hot Hot dad Dad is Sokka and Katara's father (laughs) yeah he's here it's great he looks great he always looks great oh my god Hakoda looks fantastic uh (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so apparently um, the gang gave him just like a list of people in their locations for him to go scout out and recruit to join in the cause. And I'm wondering, where the hell is that spinoff show where I can see Hot Dad travel around the world recruiting these people? Please. <laughs> like, please. please. Nickelodeon, please make this happen. Oh, my God. Wasted opportunity. Maybe in... Okay, maybe in the um, live-action Netflix show, <laughs> we'll get more Hot Dad. Please, please give us What if Hot Dad isn't hot? Oh, no, no, he is an actor. He's got to be hot. Hot Dad's going to be hot. Yeah, he's got to yeah. be hot. Okay. It's a requirement. So, yeah, so, yeah, so we managed. The Water Tribe is just collectively embarrassed by their, by their, by their um, swamp yeah, but kids. Water Tribe yeah. cousins. <laughs> Yeah, so they managed to recruit the swamp people, and uh, yeah. pants are an illusion, an illusion. and so, and is, so is death. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rock on. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, and again, every fan who has been watching the show at this point is losing their freaking minds as we just cut across to like yeah. everybody who came back for this. So, yeah, we get the swamp people, we get Bato, yeah. and then we get him. We get horror with facial uh, yeah, hair, Bato. which. Yeah. yeah and his dad <laughs> yeah and his dad um oh my god Haru's facial hair can we talk about this for a second like you know yeah, and then i um, was <laughs> uh he looked oh, bad 
they're evil. I never liked Haru. Haru really, really gave me like Neji vibes from Naruto <laughs> for some reason. Not just like the hair, but like yeah. the like he's very, very proper. And then um his entire conversation is just about how Katara and Aang gave them hope. And they were just so inspirational. And I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um, next. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. I, I still have more to say about Haru. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So for those who don't remember, Haru is the character from the episode where Katara gets herself arrested in order to help these earthbenders who have been wrongfully imprisoned for just being earthbenders. But, uh, and it's the one with George Takei in it back in book one. But anyway, uh, so for the Katara Haru uh, fans out there, I'm sure most were very disappointed because he shows up with facial hair, and Katara's Bad. obviously very turned off by this, and she's just like, oh, hi, Haru. Yeah. yeah um, nice hair, and Haru's, like, still totally in, into Katara. <laughs> At least that was the vibe I was getting, but Katara's Yeah, oh, like, you were yeah. such a inspiration to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> you were a tool. Just, you helped us so much. His dad is there. His dad is also hot. Uh, yeah. His voice is really sexy. <laughs> I do not know this cool that. deep voice. I don't know if I ever gave that a shout out in his original episode, but oh my god, his dad's voice yeah. is fantastic. It's like this low bass. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about hot dads in book one. <laughs> I don't know. We no, we definitely did when we like ragged oh. on Bono for, for for not being a hot dad. Yeah, we did. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, we promise the whole episode is not going to be us gushing about hot dads. But no, it's there's, there's us lot... gushing about Zuko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zuko, that too. I... Yeah, That's exactly. It. But the problem That's is, there's also about. a lot of hot dads in, in this episode. A lot of adults show up to help the gang out here, right. so we got to talk Leslie. about it. We only talk about Miyazaki references, Hot Dad, Zuko, Iroh. Yeah, that's, that's, it. that's pretty much it. So if you don't like any of those, you've come to the wrong spot. We apologize. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. oh, anyway, next up we have, oh my God, we have the boulder and the hippo. Specifically, okay. the boulder is here. And I wonder how the hell they managed to recruit these two. Toph recognizes them without seeing them with without even hearing them based yeah. on the way that they walk or stand mm-hmm. based Which, on I mean, like that's... their bodies and heart rates and that's Toph so cool. has an amazing memory i know i mean that's how she recognizes ang like, she calls him twinkle toes because he's very light in the seat <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh that's a good point i never made that connection that it's literally big because he's light on his feet mm-hmm. yeah i mean she comments with that when she first meets him in the ring in the blind bandit episode because she's uh, you know, I confused. Bet. yeah she's confused by his fighting style because it's not keeps traditional jumping. yeah i'm not he's clearly not an earthbender with that <laughs> walk yeah. yeah so um, um the hippo and the hippo and the boulder are not fighting for entertainment anymore they are fighting for freedom yeah yes. and again where was this show where hakoda goes around recruiting these people because i want to know how he managed to recruit them and convince them to fight for their freedom <laughs> yep. that would have been amazing uh um, next we get the mechanic yeah and his son the Teo. Mechanic doesn't have a name <laughs> just the mechanic yeah um uh, but i 
but I did have to look up his son's name. So. I did not have to look up his name. I was surprised I remembered it. Oh, good um, for you. Yeah. yeah it's the Hale only Hale. name I forgot. Yeah. Like, ugh. Oh, it's okay. And um. Pipsqueak and the Duke. Yes. Adorable. Oh, so adorable. And Everybody this here. is where I want to talk about the people missing. Okay. So, um, if you have noticed, um, we have we have Pip's Week, we have the Duke, we don't have Longshot, we don't have Smellerby. So, um, the last time we left Lo- Longshot and and Smellerby, freaking grieving. Um, well, yes, they were they were grieving Jet's death, but also they were in Bossing Say. Bossing Say has been taken over by the Fire Nation. There's no getting out of Bossing Say. Yeah, they would not be able to to come to this. Or um, I, I didn't think of that actually, but that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just figured. Well, they're still in mourning, probably. So give them some time. But also, um, it is such a large city. Even if it was open, I don't know if if Sokka would put them on the list because it would be so hard to find them everyone Mm -hmm. else is is in a small succinct location yeah i think it would be very hard to find them but that said some of these people i'm like yeah why were they on the list though like the boulder and the hippo last time you saw them they they were fighting to get a piece of (laughs) egg so (laughs) like uh fan theory they were on the list because he needed earthbenders. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's it. It's like let's list down uh list every earthbender we know who's not currently in captivity, aka Boomy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably what Sokka did. Okay, list everyone we we mm-hmm. we possibly can and where they are. Oh, let me cross out off of all of these people because we can't get them. You know what it's like. And that oh. is what happened to Boomy. That 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 is what happened to Longshot. <laughs> that that's what happened to Smellerby. They were crossed off the list because they can't get to them. You know what it's like. Um, so at my job, we do peer reviews every like six months or so, and you have to send out like requests to all the people you've worked with for the past uh, two <laughs> quarters to like write something nice about you. <laughs> It's kind of like that where it's just like, mm, who did I have just like a random conversation in the hallway with that sounded kind of substantial like months ago? Let's let's write to them. <laughs> and then let's reach out to all these people. So you reach out to like 50 people and then like 10 people get back to you with actual responses that are worth putting down in your um, perspective. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, hey, who was, whose name do we know? Right. That have <laughs> skills. Mm-hmm. I am actually very surprised that they that they didn't try to get um um the deserter uh to, yeah. to come help them. Well, I mean, you know what? But that's what I mean. Like maybe they put him on the list, but he just said no or just didn't no. respond, and you know, it was that. <laughs> but they got enough people in the end, yeah. so it worked out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody's here again. Awesome payoff for all those episodic episodes of Book One specifically. Um, like all these people you probably did not expect to return at all like, everyone I, does yeah, don't worry do. it's, yeah and all of them kind of do in some way shape or form and it's fantastic uh 
yeah, so really great. Everybody's reuniting with each other. And then we cut. And then to- A gets a new glider. Oh, with yeah, he gets snacks. A- with the snack compartment. It's cool. It's a really cool staff. Yeah. And um, I really like that the glider wings are made out of um water tribe sails mm-hmm. because they're blue. Because yeah. that's the materials he had. It is the little details that, yes, it would be better if it was yellow or orange, mm-hmm. but that's it's the materials cool. he has. He is going to use it. And ultimately, I think it goes well with his um, eventual new outfit that he gets in the next 10 minutes or so because uh, primary colors. He's wearing red and yellow already, and then just add blue to the mix, and it's pretty good. That's yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for Sokka to do some public speaking and discuss the invasion plan because he was uh he played a pretty big role in planning this whole thing to begin with and oh god yeah public speaking is the worst and Sokka is not great (laughs) um no he uh well not off to a good start just by tripping as he walks on stage I've done that before I can yeah he is so worried oh god about presenting the plans to the group he drops the plans <laughs> yeah a few uh, times <laughs> uh, a couple times and then he just starts getting tongue-tied and then he proceeds to pull an olaf start from frozen. the beginning yeah <laughs> so yeah he proceeds to pull an olaf and frozen two and just start from the very beginning and give a plot synopsis for the whole show from episode one book one <laughs> it's really funny he's talking really really fast and <laughs> Some of the stuff he leaves in there is pretty funny. I tried to figure out what he was saying in the background while everyone's talking over him, but it's uh it says like Suki dressed me like a woman and then she kissed me. Like I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Well he's talking about the important parts. Yeah, this is it's important to him. I agree. It's uh, also important to me. It is yeah, to me. <laughs> and then he He's, uh, later he's talking about Katara got Haru arrested now he's grown a mustache which if you look in the front like, what was he going to say about his mustache what is he going to say it was bad because it is <laughs> uh, no Sokka can't grow facial hair so he really oh, likes facial yeah he's probably jealous <laughs> so before he can say anything good or bad about Haru's facial hair um, hot dad comes and interrupts him and proceeds saves to, the day yeah saves the day and saves us from his embarrassment <laughs> And proceeds to succinctly talk about the invasion plan and get everybody pumped. <laughs> and Sokka is, of course, disappointed. Uh, yeah, so, oh, and the eclipse, we learn, is only going to last eight minutes. Which, I don't know, I think they they might have mentioned that in an earlier episode, but they rehashed that again. Because people which, forgot, like I did. Yeah, which I want to say is actually a bit longer than the amount of time a total eclipse occurs. Yeah, because how long was that eclipse that happened, like, a couple years ago? Uh, I'm uh, not sure. It lasted at least, like, I mean, maybe not an hour, but maybe, like, half an hour. I don't know. It's yeah. like it lasted a, um, a while. Okay, so, um, uh, the time of the greatest... Uh, Eclipse of the one that happened in August of 2017 had a duration of two minutes and 40 seconds. Why did I think it was longer? My God. <laughs> well, um, this is the the, the uh, duration of full totality. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
yeah that's so the thing, uh, that's kind of what they were going by it, with this eclipse as well because i mean the moment it starts to move over a little bit that's when ozai rips out his lightning spoiler alert but um yeah i guess it is an abnorm- an abnormally long time for an eclipse well um some of them range from like two minutes to four minutes to seven minutes to uh there there, there's one that is going to be 10 minutes and 30 seconds in 2028 yeah so um the eight minute long eclipse might be a little bit longer but it's not out of the question Mm -hmm. like a full total eclipse yeah makes sense so yeah yeah. so the long story short of it plan wise is that they plan on starting underwater in these kick-ass fish atlantis boats uh, boat submarine things but they don't reveal it until it happens i know it's so cool and then they proceed to invade online online (laughs) on land and attack the front gates of the palace and then ang is gonna fly ahead and go find ozai and kick his butt so got it um yeah so then we see everybody suit up and everyone looks so badass all these new outfits like you have to understand in animated shows in particular getting new outfits is a big deal like (laughs) most shows that you watch that are animated specifically or even movies not going to get different uh different outfits (laughs) and and almost every single cartoon has that like gag scene of someone (laughs) in their closet and it's the The same outfit yeah proud family did it Mm -hmm. spongebob did it gumball did it oh like every single cartoon (laughs) yeah it's great so they all get new outfits appa gets this kick-ass armor that Sokka has been making for I don't know how long see nightmares and daydreams for my rant about how he managed to get this armor done <laughs> for also Appa. um someone else noted noted this on the um wiki page but the armor changes between the last time we saw it and and this <laughs> And this time we saw it, where there used to be like a big circle, like a big metal circle on on Appa's forehead, and that's gone. wow. Okay, so, so I guess Taka just decided to scrap it at the last minute and make yeah, another he, one. Yeah, he yeah he like used that as like metal for something else. Wow, <laughs> Sokka the blacksmith, who knew? Uh, yeah. yeah, so he looks great. Talk looks great. Ang looks really cool in his like official looking monk get up um it's not fully realized ang outfit we get that in like the very last episode yep. but um this one still looks cool and also, oh the, I, the water I love, are fantastic as well so well uh i love how ang's drum dramatic outfit reveal is ruined by by the um koala sheet that's not ruined i think it enhances no it it's ruined for 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 being dramatic, yeah. but it's so Avatar mm-hmm. that it is that it's showing Aang not as this vicious fighter, but he like goes down to pet the sheep, and even though this is a totally serious moment, he still has humanity, and he yeah. and he's still like 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 he's still Aang, mm-hmm. the Aang we we 
we know and love. And before we talk about Sokka, why don't we talk about Iroh? All right. So Iroh's still in prison. Uh, there's this female guard who shows up with some fans. Wait. Uh, before fans. that, there's a soldier being a dick. Oh. And I wrote what he said <laughs> because <laughs> I, I love how stupid he sounds. Um, I uh, quote, I bet you're tired of being in the cell, old man. Well, too bad you're <laughs> never stepping outside the walls again. I'm like, if you're gonna taunt somebody, like, do it crazy. Smart about it. Be smart. <laughs> like, it, it's like people bullying people in high school and grade school and stuff. It's like, come yeah. up with good comebacks, okay? Like, if you're gonna take the time to go out of your way and tease somebody for no reason, like, just make good witty comebacks, all right? Yeah. Hey, tall ass. <laughs> like what okay (laughs) like really that's the best you got (laughs) also this is he iroh has been imprisoned for weeks yeah so he this this is your thing now prepare yeah this guard had weeks to prepare solid insults and he blew it (laughs) so he deserves everything that's coming to him um so so this wonderful female guard named ming uh brings brings iroh um uh, we uh, uh, we JT that she kind of like stole away beep, 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 because she knows that Iroh likes rare teas mm-hmm. and she's a sweetheart which makes her good in his books so yeah, yeah. Um, he notes that, that she has been very very kind to him um, uh, like uh, sh- she is just a lovely bright spot in in his terrible captivity Mm-hmm. So it's just really heartening. Yeah. So next up, we cut back to Sokka feeling down about how he blew his public speaking event. I mean, everybody's blown it at least once. I can I understand. So, <laughs> um, Aang goes to talk to him, and Sokka feels like he failed already. And yeah, he flubbed it. Yeah, he flubbed it already. Yeah, uh-huh. Ang says no one's good at public speaking. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, um, uh, Sokka, <laughs> yeah, Sokka basically equates it to 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 his father's leadership. He wants to be his dad. He wants to be yeah. able to lead the tribe. He is basically like like a southern water water tribe prince you know so he's gonna inherit the tribe but like for real he feels like he he needs to he needs to inherit the tribe and he has to make his father proud yeah i mean he's already halfway there he looks cute yeah he does look cute yeah and he looks great in his uh water tribe outfit specifically with the wolf helmet that thing is so cool i want one of those yeah that's cool um it's kind of like a the hound's helmet in game of thrones actually now i think about it um yeah so you know ang assures him hey you know what you haven't really failed yet like you're gonna show how awesome you are on the battlefield which is what really matters and yeah, yeah so it's good to be a leader mm-hmm. and uh and ang so we, oh, we- not let himself fail again yeah <laughs> nice foreshadowing there but again, I, I really do like the theme in the show of it's okay to fail, even if you fail over and over again. I think Zuko actually makes a speech about this 
exact thing in the Boiling Rock episode in his own dorky way. And it's great. But you yeah. know what? I think he does. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love Zuko. Zuko's entire journey mm-hmm. is just marked by failure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, speaking of Zuko, um, cutting to Zuko for a sec. Uh, he's, I guess, just come back from the war meeting. My theory is that this is happening at least within, at most within 48 hours of that war meeting and him coming to the conclusion that he's not himself the longer he sticks around and with, with Ozai and Azula and stuff. So yeah. he's coming back to his room. He pulls his hair down and his hair falls in his face in a very nice way. That's very satisfying. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he starts writing a letter, which turns out is a letter that's meant for May. And so let me dissect this one minute scene. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, Zuko takes off his, his, his like uh, Fire Nation prince uh, uh, top knot crown to let his hair fall going back to 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 how he was in book two because that is that is a symbol of him being 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 loyal to the fire nation loyal to his father being someone that he is not he he is a hair down zuko trying to survive trying to be a better person he isn't top not zuko this is just a facade that 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 he's that he's put on for himself and it's oh, a good way of looking at and, it yeah and he and he takes off his armor because he doesn't need the armor anymore because he's not planning to fight and then um um he, he writes may a letter mm-hmm. and because may's the only one he cares about he doesn't yeah. care about his dad he he and he and he doesn't care about azula and he can't write a letter to Iroh mm-hmm. so Wait, oh. so I don't know about you but how long did it take for you to realize uh, upon your first watch of this that Zuko was defecting at this point because I feel like it took me longer than it should have <laughs> oh <laughs> I um, didn't catch on until like part I two, thought really. he was running away but I didn't yeah. but <laughs> um when he spoiler um goes into the the fire lord's uh chamber later on uh the 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 secret bunker chamber the first time i watched this i thought zuko was gonna kill the fire lord oh really yeah i don't know what i, I thought, thought I... that was gonna be the the twist where <laughs> ang is trying to get to him to kill him but zuko did it already wow yeah, that's and then season's done yeah first season uh yeah. if anything i guess it would have went with my initial thought that oh this could be the last episode um mm-hmm. yeah but i i definitely did not catch on until maybe part two which <laughs> i feel so dumb but uh yeah yeah and um, i don't know why but i just i don't know if i ever came to the conclusion that if zuko ever did swap sides like he would just straight up join the gang like, yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah, un- until he literally said, "I am going to join the Avatar." Yeah, and I am going to defeat you. And I, it Dad. blew my mind, and I don't know why I didn't think of that. 
it's like oh duh <laughs> uh so anyway we yeah i thought that that, that he was going to be doing it through 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 his own means maybe like get iroh out maybe like join join the white lotus do something with that but i really like the way that the series goes later mm-hmm. so i really oh, really like who it doesn't really though yeah, yeah so but, i can't wait <laughs> anyway but, but, but like out of the other alternatives i really like it yes i agree it's good it's so good so um cutting back to the gang everyone's ready to go and everyone proceeds to get in these kick-ass submarines. Uh, no, they are in oh, ships first. Oh, we're on the ships first. Never mind. Yes, um, ships first. Um, the waterbenders make a fog. Yeah. Um, uh, and they are going to the Great Gates of Azulon, um, which is which um, basically has this big statue of Azulon, um, hands out, hands outstretched. And then um, two two um, dragons on either side, and and as they go up to the gates, at first they're like, eh, whatever. We have we we have fog. We're fine. And then and then you see this big net of fire come up, and you think they're screwed. Yeah, but they got kick ass fish submarines. Ooh, it's so by, cool. Uh, the mechanic in Sokka, but specifically the brainchild of Sokka. So cool. With his little whale yeah. picture. I... <laughs> Sokka the artist at it again. Uh, <laughs> I want to know how I really enjoy how consistent Sokka's bad pictures <laughs> are because right? it always draws people the same bad way mm-hmm. where they always look like stars yeah this so- his art style it. looks the same across all the pictures and it's really great um yeah, it's just consistent. yeah and he gets one more uh that i can think of at least at the very end of the show and it's glorious because he tries to draw everybody and everyone's rightfully pissed off about it <laughs> yeah but um i I love the submarine reveal. They do not talk about it. Um, they get on the ships. They, 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 they go there. Hakoda says, "Everyone, get below deck. Remember the plan." And then we see uh, the Fire Nation uh, soldiers coming up in in in, 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 in like tiny motorized boats. They search the ship, but but the gang's not there and like you could think oh maybe they are just hiding until the fire nation goes away maybe they're waiting to ambush them no they have deserted the ships they're in these awesome submarines yeah. they're so, so cool. cool they're shaped like fish they're powered by waterbenders um in order to like raise it up and down really cool yeah. atlantis it, the yeah. lost empire <laughs> yeah it looks it gives me atlantis vibes and yeah, it looks really cool. And shout out to the mechanic for somehow being able to make sense of Sokka's draw- <laughs> drawings <laughs> that he sent him way back when in order to yeah. figure this out. <laughs> uh, it is really so cool. cool. Um, the only um, one who doesn't like it is Toph, who's no, vomiting in the corner. She's sick. Yeah, yeah she's, she's throwing up in um uh the Duke's helmet, and it's <laughs> yeah, adorable. So cute. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Toph's like, congratulations, Sokka. You managed to invent a worse way of travel than flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then um, the Duke offers his helmet. It's really cute. 
for her to grow up in. Uh, um, yeah, the team needs to resurface be, because of limited air supply. And I love that the writers added that because nothing happens when they like really resurface. Everything that happens could have been done in the submarines, but it makes it more realistic. <laughs> and it's and it's so cool. Um yeah. So uh fun fact during um during um the first uh um American War for Independence, uh people actually created wooden submarines to try to sink boats. The only problem was what was was that they had problems with air supply. <laughs> Which is which is why they they they, they could only swim for, for 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 a certain amount of time, so it is totally feasible to make submarines with really maudlin materials, but but the only real problem you 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 would have would be this problem, yeah. and it's just really smart. That's it's really just cool. really well done. All of the technology in the Avatar universe make sense and it makes sense the leaps people would go and the designs that people would do because like uh uh the water the water tribe submarines look like fish be be because they know how fish swim um uh the fire nation blimps uh they like put a giant dragon face on the front because well dragons fly mm -hmm. Oh, and you know what's it, cool? The more those I, world ending things that I just yeah. love. And you know what's even cooler? The more I think about it, uh, yes, Sokka's drawing is really bad, but at the same time, I don't think submarines existed at this point in the world of Avatar. So I no, mean, he's just imagining what if you could just like be a fish or like swim in a fish, so that we can just go underwater, which is why he just draws a fish. Yeah, it's which cool. probably got that idea from Appa writing yeah. on Appa that's true yeah it's it's really cool they're just like why can't you ride an animal underwater like a fish so really great Sokka's awesome he's drawing Sokka's amazing work but <laughs> Sokka the strategist is killing it this episode um yeah so next we get we go back to Iroh and uh the uh what's her name Ming Ming brought General Iroh lunch. Yeah, I yeah. love her. She respects him. Mm -hmm. She brought him an extra bowl of rice. She seems to be newer than when he got super, super swole. She must because be I think... <laughs> I mean, she still treats him with... Yeah, with respect with and the respect that he deserves. Yeah. So and she still treats him with his with his proper titles, mm -hmm. and it's just great. It's sweet. So yeah, Iroh ominously tells her, "Hmm, I think you're not. You don't look like you're feeling well. Maybe you should take the day off." She's like, "Well, I feel fine." And he's like, "No, I really think you should take the day off today." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Okay, I guess." And yeah, you shouldn't be here this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So Iroh, I don't know to what extent he knew. Okay. So at the very least, he He's knew a about one the. Yeah. 
he's a badass one we already knew that oh my god uh he clearly already knew about the eclipse to the extent he knew about any invasion is debatable but he at least knew about the eclipse and he quote to quote boomy waited and listened for the right moment for a striking which ironically enough boomy also decides to leave his uh his captivity on the same day like the two badasses that they are but uh really cool and really um ominous that's like oh my god what's iroh planning uh yeah and that was also nice of him to let her know beforehand, like, hey, I'm about to, like, <laughs> I did not kill some people. Mess shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you should probably go. Yeah. So then we cut back to um, Katang. Yes, we uh, cut back to Katang. <laughs> yeah. So, so first, um, everyone um, got out of the subs for air. Yeah. Um, uh, the... The gang does a group hug. Cute. Um, uh, next time, they will resurface. They will be on the beaches. Woo! Yeah, but before they uh, start to officially, officially enact their invasion plan, Katara and Aang are talking to each other, and Katara is saying how proud she is of him, and he's no longer that goofy little kid that she found in the iceberg way back yeah. when in book one. Yeah, how she's seen him grow up. Yeah, the way you she, know. yeah, the way like, like a just like brother. Padme and Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like oh, that. oh, Annie, look how you've <laughs> you've grown. It's like oh, yeah, you okay. too, far more beautiful. I mean, oh God. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, but just the way she says it, it feels less romantically inclined and more like oh, it's like you're my little brother. Yes. Yeah, and I, I'm really proud of you. A hundred percent. Like a little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Aang is not an option. No, at least she's not thinking it is right now, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and, and Aang is like, wow, so I guess everything's going to be really different when this is over. It's like, yeah, I guess so. And, and then uh, he's like, well, I, I wonder what's going to happen if I don't make it back. And I was like, oh, don't talk like that. And he just full on interrupts her with by kissing her. Like full on, be because he thinks. What if I don't come back? I'll never have the chance to kiss you. God. And it's so romantic. Oh. But he's twelve. He's twelve. I know. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, and afterwards, so yeah, and then he just he, okay. To be fair, he flies off in style though. <laughs> like, oh yeah, man, he's got this serious look on his face, and he just darts on. Uh, yeah, fighter like a badass, and, and Katara closes her eyes, kisses back, kind and of, then just, kind of. I think, I think not she, like kiss, kiss back, but she wasn't like, oh no. Yeah, well, first she was surprised, and then it, she kind of accepted it, but then you could tell she was also very confused, which she yeah, does she is in, in a later episode when they actually talk about this kiss. <laughs> yeah, she is very confused, but she's also blushing. Yeah. So now Aang is an option. Mm-hmm. She, she definitely. I don't know if she was thinking about it before, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I Aang, don't... just remember, don't kill the younglings. Yeah, just... yeah. Don't kill the younglings, and maybe you'll have a chance. Uh, don't become a Sith Lord. No, eh? just yeah. Don't a Sith yeah. Lord. 
Oh, yeah. So Mace Windu. Oh god. Oh, how to waste Samuel logic some Samuel L. Jackson in your movie, seriously. How do you make him how do you make that guy so freaking bland and forgettable? How do His you do lightsaber it? says badass motherfucker on Yeah. How do you fuck And they that? still made him boring. You, I don't Well, know okay, the the initials yeah. for badass. Truly in Marvel and directing that you can somehow make a charismatic badass like Samuel L. Jackson, the most boring person in the room. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so um, our first real Katang kiss. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, depending on what side of the argument you're on, you could say that maybe they kissed back in book two in The Cave of Two Lovers. But, uh, yeah. It's kind of ambiguous. But anyway, Aang leaves and Katara is very confused but she's got to go back to the game plan get her head in the game so then we cut back to zuko speaking of lovers and confusion Uh, oh pause yes book three bonus bonus dvd extras say they did kiss during the cave of two lovers okay so this was their first real Real kiss kiss. like first kiss of (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep uh yeah so then zuko is going to drop off his letter he wrote to may we don't get to see what's written on the letter but it's we can it's heavily implied it's i'm sorry i love you bye and that's all he wrote really <laughs> just oh zuko being blunt <laughs> which i understand that but also <laughs> that's all you're gonna write to your girlfriend Sorry to tell you this, he but I'm leaving. He broke up with me on a post-it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he broke up with me on a letter. It's like it's like when somebody breaks up with you through text. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, I can't do this. Yeah, he just leaves it on her bed. <laughs> oh, not before passing by like the most sullen portrait in the world for like the two most sullen people in the world. <laughs> Both of them stood for hours for that. <laughs> portrait yeah <laughs> how adorable is that i know it's really cute oh my god they didn't have to that's a lot of time that's true you can tell they weren't super jazzed about it but <laughs> they weren't doing all the same uh well um originally when people had pictures taken they did not smile because mm-hmm. that was the fashion that said they so, lo- they looked a little more stoic than the usual <laughs> portrait yeah be around here but it like makes sense for a portrait I, yeah. I i don't think normal citizens get pictures done no that was a large expense mm-hmm. they they like uh they they, they love each other yeah oh and you know at the very least she hung it up too so you know that's sweet yeah that's really cute yeah so uh, and just to wrap up Zuko, just because it's easier, uh, Zuko yeah. also goes to talk to his mom via portrait of her shrine. Shrine, uh, yeah, that I guess he made. I don't know where the shrine is at. It must be his shrine. Be his. his dad yeah. would not no. have a shrine for her. Yeah, especially learning later on that she was banished. Like, I don't think you get shrines erected for being banished, but um. Yeah, so I let's headcanon that he made the shrine. It's really adorable. Um, oh no, my oh no, my headcanon is that Iroh made the shrine for Zuko. 
Oh. Oh, what? She just like left it there before she left. Well. Well, yeah. Well, like not before she left. After she left. So, um. Uh. uh like it might just be a Fire Nation thing, but, but, but this shrine gave me like lewd like a lot of Lu Ten Shrine mm. feels. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> God, yeah. And and I'm just on a Iro kick. Leave but someone made the shrine. Eye. Totally not Ozai. So slow. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um. Uh, totally not Ozai. Ozai did not make nah. the shrine. Mm-mm. Either way, it's really sweet that uh, he's gonna go talk to his mom about going to set things right yeah. after making a bunch of fuck ups and mistakes previously. Yeah. Which which is a good reminder for. Um, Zuko's mom is not there. Zuko cares about his mom mm-hmm. for later. Yeah, even Whoa, though boy. they like have said this before, mm-hmm. but, but just, just in case you forgot, forgot. And it's like a nice little drop um, before part two. Oh, and then yeah, before I mean, we... these are the things that are that that are important to Zuko. Yeah, so he is shedding his like princeliness that is false. Mm-hmm. He is writing a letter to May, giving it to her shedding his armor because he doesn't want to fight anymore he just wants peace and he's talking to his mom yeah and then he proceeds to leave in a very dramatic fashion as he dramatically pulls up a hoodie over his head pull up the hood, <laughs> pull up the hood and walks out i remember they showed that with clip. his dual swords oh i know it's so cool i remember they showed that clip in the initial book three trailer and well, I mean, I don't know what I was speculating at the time, but I mean, I guess maybe I just thought Zuko's going out to get some lunch or something with those words. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. He's like, this is his cloak. This yeah. is what he uses to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. He also brings his little swords everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, so dramatic of him. It's great. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. So. Then we cut back to the invasion and everybody's landing on land. And now we get well, the next cool invention we get. Bef- before that they are ju- they are they are passing kind of like the 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 outer uh channel barrier first before they before they can actually get to the land. Oh yeah. So so um the Fire Nation sees sees them, the submarines coming. Be 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 because the inlet has very shallow waters, and they are uh basically trying to harpoon the submarines and then like pull them up, mm-hmm. um, and um that isn't working because um Qatar is breaking through, they're dodging, uh, and and um they are plugging up all of the holes with ice, and then um to to get past that underwater gatage, they they use big metal torpedoes that are that are encased in ice, yeah. so that they can uh, 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 propel them to um, destroy the underwater shelf, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So all of the uses of bending here is really, really cool. neat. It's really cool. And then just like the things they build on top of that to cater further to bending is really cool. Like we get these 
uh so like when they get on land we get these caterpillar uh barricade car tank things i don't yeah i could yeah i call them centipede type things Mm -hmm. and they're really cool and they move like a caterpillar would and stuff and they can like climb over stuff and like crush things and there's earthbenders inside controlling it really cool um great idea we also get swamp monster makes a reappearance uh he manages to find enough seaweed he shows up a little late to the party because he has to (laughs) gather up some seaweed first which would cause me to wet myself let's be real yeah I am surprised that um that um some of the firebenders didn't didn't just run right. Uh, if I saw that, because I'm, I'm sure out. that because I'm sure that they heard the story about what happened at the North Pole yeah. with that giant yeah. ocean right? water water koi, yeah, <laughs> being uh huh, that just destroyed all of them. Yeah, if I saw yeah, being even if I didn't hear about it. If I saw this thing pop out of the water, oh I'd yeah, it's scary. Like, nope, I'm out. Peace. Like <laughs> I'm going to wall. Uh, yeah. So that's really cool. Lots of really kick-ass action scenes going on. Not much to say about that. Um, we get some water tribe tag teaming action with Katara and Sokka, um, going in and taking down some watchtowers. And while they're doing that, Hakoda goes to take down another watchtower. But he gets injured in the process. No. Uh, before that, I I I just want to highlight how cool Sokka is. Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So um, when these like rhino beetle riders come come up to attack the water bending forces, uh, Sokka literally runs up the horn and and just cuts the guy's spear in half long ways and then kicks him out of the rhino so yeah. that him and his dad so can, cool. can can just write off yeah so, so cool. cool so cool um yeah so everyone is a badass unfortunately hakoda gets injured during the battle and as a result it's up to Sokka to fully lead the invasion at this point mm-hmm. which he passes with flying colors regardless of the fact that um, the Fire Nation turns out they knew about the invasion to begin with, but really cool. Yeah. I love how I I love how they add humor to the scene. So um um Katara's healing healing her father um u- using awesome water bending magic water um glowy hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> So then Sokka says, can't you do it faster? Um, other things happen. Um, basically, Hakoda says, you you can do this. You have to lead. He is like, yes, I will do it. And Katara mistakes this as like, no offense, Sokka. <laughs> you're not Mr. Healing Hands. Like, like that he is going to be the one to be healing yeah <laughs> and i just love that little moment of levity in this very serious episode <laughs> yeah i absolutely over explained but no, totally. it, it was just a good but, moment yeah, that's what makes it so great there's a there's always been a really good balance of humor and drama and stakes at all yep. times it's great so so then Sokka leads leads um the, the forces on on appa 
Katara stays stays behind healing their healing their dad, which makes sense. Um I I like how they didn't have Hagakota be be like, oh go without me, blah blah blah. It's like, no, like Katara is staying to heal you. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Family wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so while that's happening, um Aang is on his way to the royal palace but it's a lot quieter than he expected it to be and i don't okay so my copy of uh my copy that i own of the series did not have any previously on stuff so did Mm -hmm. was there uh, any footage of that showed like azula knowing about the invasion no so um good so when this when this uh episode set aired only the first episode had a previously on the second episode started after a, a, a after a commercial break right where the other one or, left yeah, off but i meant right after just like a title screen right or what i meant is like uh right at the start of part one even in the previously on. oh no okay good i'm glad they didn't do that just to I mean, the surprise she because... never says it. No, un- but the until thing is, this episode. Yeah, but the thing is, if you've been following along up to this point, you'll you might remember that in book two, when she and uh, May and Tai Lee were disguised as Kyoshi warriors, they found out about the invasion from the Earth King, who thought that they were the real Kyoshi warriors, and yeah, that. So yeah, that's that's how she knew, and I like that they kind of don't really mention it from either side until uh now just to leave that bombshell of yeah oh this is gonna suck because azula found out about it and obviously she would let <laughs> ozai know and they were prepared clearly so yeah mm-hmm. so it's deserted in the palace square area and you know Aang's like okay well you know maybe they just could hear the invasion happening outside the walls and decide to barricade themselves or something. <laughs> and then he goes into the palace, still very quiet, goes into the throne room. There's nobody there. And then Aang comes to the gut-wrenching conclusion that, holy shit, okay, he's not where he says he is. And we've got like five minutes before the eclipse actually starts. And then eight minutes after that to actually find the dude. <laughs> so... And then um, zoom out on the throne. Mm-hmm. And without the fire, it looks like a giant dragon mouth con- consuming Aang whole. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just really like bad. the ornamentation makes the throne look like the mouth and then um, above it, the eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And that's where the first episode ended. Ooh. Yeah, and if you were like me, who, I mean, on the one hand, I do, I did remember Azula learning about the invasion, but it was still kind of a surprise upon my first watch of this, where it's like, oh my god, they it's knew. It's a shock. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> I, I think it took me a minute to put two and two together, like, oh yeah, Azula found out about it, and obviously she would let everybody know. Ooh. The first time I watched this, it took me un- until she said that, oh, yeah, I knew, to to um remember that she knew. Uh-huh. And, and, and that was a really good setup because they could 
still have that not not really twist but just plot point happen without the viewer feeling cheated yeah. or 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 feeling like oh well it's obvious mm-hmm. and again i'm really glad that this show shows restraint and what they decide to put in the previously on segments because they could have easily put in that scene of azula hearing about the invasion from the earth king in book two they didn't they'll ruin the twist yeah ruin the twist if you forgot about it but then chances are you're probably going to remember where she heard about it from after the fact and for those who saw it coming they're already going to be worried about this invasion to begin with because technically one of them already knew so really great Mm -hmm. on all fronts so now we progress into part two the eclipse if you decide to skip to part two now here we are (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll add time stamps we're gonna add time time stamps blah. this time anyway. yeah because it's very long and yeah so everybody's freaking out uh fortunately on the front lines invasion wise everything is still going as planned but they also don't know about the fact that ang just en- encountered a very deserted palace so ang is flying back and katara notices him He's very confused. Uh, it's like, wait. Before that, they say, let's hope our our luck holds out. Oh, no. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah, so sure enough. Here comes- I hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. Yeah, so here comes Aang. And they're all very confused. And Sokka's like, please tell me that Ozai was just a total wimp and he kicked his ass in like two seconds. <laughs> and Nope. It's like, uh, no, actually, I couldn't find him or anybody else, really. And then they all realize, oh shit, they knew. And now they're all yeah. freaking out. And now they have to make the tough choice of, should we try to continue this and try to find Ozai before the eclipse ends? Or should we try to get out of here safely? Because chances are, we could be walking right into a trap if they knew. And, and- I love the conversation before where... um um, Aang thinks, oh, they are they are probably on some deserted island super far away. But but Sokka thinks, oh, they are probably really close by in a bunker of some sort. That would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. So so they have the 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 chance of finding that bunker and they happen to have Toph. Yeah, they they, 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 they can find it, bunkers. Yeah. A human lie detector and seismograph. <laughs> And has found bunkers in mountains before. Mm-hmm. Which, as Sokka puts it, I am so glad they added her to the group. <laughs> Good God. Oh, God. oh my God. The best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they all decide to try to go find Ozai's bunker. And again, I really like the stakes here. You got... They like, have 10 minutes got, to yeah. find the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. The eclipse is about to start in like two minutes. The eclipse only lasts eight minutes. So, yikes. And then on top of that, they still got to play scavenger hunt to find the dude to begin with and uh and they're also risking everybody's safety and everyone who volunteered to join this invasion uh which thankfully everybody gratefully knew the cost of it and what they'd be risking by doing it but either way it's so devastating so they're risking it all and Mm -hmm. yeah so they go up the like one of the facades of this mountain volcano volcano it's a volcano and yeah a, a dormant volcano yeah. well, uh, partially yeah, dormant this is reactive a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah so top senses that there's a bunker down there so they go in and 
then uh, they have to play lava obstacle course, or they have to play the floor is lava. <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> what would we uh, do without you, Tov? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, um, they they have to be fast, careful, and, and lucky, lucky to <laughs> yeah. get past. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they reach a giant metal door that, oh, but first they, okay, first they, first reach, they oh, play the floor's lava. Yeah, they play the floor's lava. Then they play, oh my god, there's no floor. floor. There's no floor. It's all lava. So then Aang has to carry everybody across with his glider. It's a very durable glider. Uh, and then they reach a giant metal door. And thank God for Toph, she's able to open it no problem. And from there, they try to find where Ozai's at. And luckily, they bump into <laughs> this dude who is more than happy to give them directions to Ozai's chamber. He just directs them. <laughs> I know. He's so freaked out. He's just like, yeah, it's here, here, here. Make a, make a left here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then he uh, just <laughs> walks away and starts whistling like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, they say thanks and just yeah. go. It's funny. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then they get to what they think is going to be a room containing Ozai in it. And Aang's like, okay, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to face you. He opens the door. Surprise! It's Azula. Oh, God. And she's known about the invasion for, for months. months. And everybody is shocked. The audience, maybe not so much, unless you forgot about it until now. It's like, oh, my God. But either way, the reveal was done so well. I know, it was so good. The fake out is great, especially because right after that, you immediately cut to Zuko at the real door holding Ozai. Yep. And it's so good. And we proceed to get one of the best parts of the entire show. I've been waiting for this for ever since we started this podcast. Like, this is one of those moments that I've been waiting for for so freaking long to talk about because it's so good. And, and Zuko is at the real door to face the Fire Lord. Yeah. First off, I I wrote like half a page just on the door and Zuko staring down the door because <laughs> I'm a dork. Uh, but um, before we do that, let me just talk about the the parallels between what they say. Okay. So Ang so Ang says. He is ready, mm-hmm. ready to face the Fire Lord. Yep. Zuko says Zuko's ready to face to face you. Mm-hmm. Or he says I'm ready to face you. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to face you. They are both ready to face the Fire Lord, except Zuko's the one actually doing it, and and um, both of them don't know it. Well, Zuko mm-hmm. kind of knows it, but yeah. they're on the same side right now. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. And Zuko is like acting like the hand of Aang mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And it's so great. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is like Zuko's not even there to like really kick his ass either. He's just there to calm out and his bullshit and walk out like a badass. Um yeah, yeah and, and then just you know destroy him with his words essentially. <laughs> uh yeah, so it's really cool. And okay, so regarding Zuko staring down the door. We just get like this awesome shot of Zuko and then the door in front of him. And it looks great, but it's very static. And I mention it because in contrast, at the start of book three, when Zuko's about to face his father for the very first time since his banishment, um, they do one of those 
I mentioned before, I don't think I gave it the name in that episode because I forgot the name of it, but I remember now, thank you, film studies class. It's called like a Hitchcock shot or, mm. or like a vertigo effect shot where the camera is zooming in as like the dolly that the camera's on is moving off, is moving out. So it creates this vertigo like effect um, that kind of symbolizes intimidation. So when they use that shot, when Zuko is about to see his dad for the first time in the start of book three, it's like Zuko's obviously very freaked out and intimidated upon seeing his dad again. But this time, yeah. in contrast, the camera is for the most part pretty static and just like very gently zooms in like normal, showing that Zuko is confident and he is completely assured in what he wants to do and what he's about to do and is not afraid of confronting his dad at this point so great oh that's great yeah it's so cool all right so that's a really neat thing to know yeah just little things like that make me happy so <laughs> we cut back to the rest of the invasion squad and the eclipse is just about ready to start and they all got to put on these really cool glasses that mechanic dude made they look like 3d glasses if they were i don't know cooler I guess. Well, they have um, a very tiny slit, and that's what you need to yeah. be able to not go blind during an eclipse. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the eclipse directly. Right. Like, again, if you remember that eclipse that happened like uh, a couple years ago, you had to like go to your local gas station to get like the special glasses if you wanted to look straight up at it without killing your eyes in the process. Oh, um, Fun fact, if you want to look at the eclipse, but, but but you don't have glasses, you can look at a light reflection of, of oh, yeah. the eclipse using normal glasses to look at the sun on the ground. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most people want to look at the thing directly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, it doesn't happen too often. <laughs> but, like, if you have a random eclipse that, that, that you haven't prepared for, yeah, well, sure. do I got <laughs> the, 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 the perfect goods and services for you? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, so the eclipse is starting. Great shots of the eclipse I wrote, and the lighting is really cool, too. I like the shot of, um, specifically, of Katara and Hakoda looking at the eclipse. Again, yeah. as they're like on the mountain, and then you could see the eclipse in the back, and yeah, just a really good shot. And, and yet again, every single fire lord, fire lord, <laughs> every single fire fire nation, uh, a uh, person that fire bends, including the fire lord, feels exactly yeah. when the when the eclipse happens which is cool because i i think they kind of alluded to that back when like the moon disappeared uh yeah katara and, felt it the second it happened totally and like you know you notice all the people who were bending like immediately just can't after the moon goes away in the siege of the north and then uh similarly like when the comet comes spoiler alert they fail <laughs> at the day of black sun so they gotta do sozin comet um I mean, the firebenders clearly feel the power of that comet. Like mm -hmm. Ozai's literally breathing in the power, breathing in the power. <laughs> One shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really cool. Um, yeah. So from there, we cut back to Zuko, who walks in, and there lies Ozai, 
you can protected by 12 men yeah i wanted yeah i yeah i just noted that because i wanted to know if it was like 13 because he's bad (laughs) but it no it's 12 yeah does he really need 12 people 13 because he's bad i guess yeah so (laughs) so zuko walks in confident and it says that he's here to tell the truth and so ozai immediately catches on well this is going to be annoying isn't it because of course he would show up to tell the truth in the middle of an eclipse so i hate his ass already yeah (laughs) proceeds to although he is drinking tea which makes me think, oh, why why does he bash Zuko later? That, that Zuko. Well, yes, Zuko and Iroh later for drinking tea. I don't know. Maybe when they made the bunker, they forgot to like stock up on water and all they had left and there was tea. So it was just like, oh shit. Well, Tea's made out of water, Leslie. Oh, duh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any water. They, they only had a bunch of ice. Ignore me, y'all. I'm. I have my moments. <laughs> you have your wonderful make... moments. He was tired of chugging the tea. Uh, uh, God, uh, chugging water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he felt like a change of pace, like tea. Tea is pretty common. He's just not a diehard tea connoisseur like yeah. Or Iro is to the point where he's willing to risk his cover as an Earth Kingdom refugee <laughs> to, to eat his tea properly. <laughs> I mean. It's lukewarm tea. How dare you? Yeah. Oh my god. And he's also not willing to risk his life over a plant that may or may not be a deadly poison. So yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh Zuko is here to tell the truth. Uh telling the truth in the middle of an eclipse. This should be interesting. Yeah. So Ozai knows exactly. Ozai sassy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, I would also like to point out camera angles or lack thereof in this scene in contrast to the last time we saw Zuko with his dad at the start of book three. Because Where uh Zuko always looks so small come compared yeah. to Ozai. Mm-hmm. Ozai always looks so tall and yeah above everything mm-hmm. and this time the way it's shot it's like zuko's either on an equal level with him or ozai is made to look smaller depending on the perspective which is awesome so the roles are almost reversed, reversed. Mm-hmm. really really good y'all like they didn't have to do this and i still feel like i would have gotten the impact of this scene but it's little touches like that that push uh the scene into greatness territory it's so good so ozai ushers his um his 12 guards out of out of the room which um now that i am thinking about it ozai is the ozai's the 13th person in the room so (laughs) sure that works uh i i just really want it to work guys i Mm -hmm. i don't know what to tell you (laughs) so zuko kicks off this conversation by just laying out everything that he's been bottling up inside because he's so freaking confused and conflicted but now he's not and proceeds to say hey yeah so azula was the one who took down the avatar not me and ozai's like well why would you lie to me about that and he's like well because the avatar is definitely alive and he's probably leading this invasion and azula wanted to screw me over like she usually does (laughs) he doesn't say that part but (laughs) yeah (laughs) you get the idea 
Um, and Ozai's surprised. Yeah. So he was not expecting surprised, that. Yeah, by the fact that uh, Aang's alive and is very pissed off right from the get go and is basically on it. So you're going to get the fuck out before I scar your other side of your face for a sec or whatever. Um, and then Zuko, like a badass, pulls out his dual swords and threatens him with them. Uh, telling him that he's gonna speak his fucking mind and you better sit down and take it. <laughs> Ozai says, uh, uh, this defiant breath will be your last. And Zuko oh, just yeah. says, think again. Oh, I know, it's so great. <laughs> like, it's Knives so out. Oh, I know. He's ready to go. And seriously, and then, um, being a well-rounded uh, person, skill-wise, pays off because, I mean, nobody else knows how to wield non-firebending weapons in, in this family in the looks of things aside from maybe Azula who's really been practicing her parkour but <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah it like it's so cool and, and then Ozai sits back down mm-hmm. he sits back down doesn't say anything and I wonder I wonder how long it took Zuko to prepare this or to get himself psyched up for this because Man, he, he does it so, I mean, he, he articulates himself so well during the scene. And then, like, because I'm thinking in contrast, uh, in the next episode, the Western Air Temple, when he tries to, like, come up with a speech to uh, apologize to the gang and ask to join the group and stuff. It's, like, so awkward. Oh, yeah, no. Um, he has been dreaming about this for years. That's it. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think this is stuff that he's like repressed for a while and maybe didn't want to accept to some degree. But I think as he slowly realized that this is how he feels and now he's more than ready to express it um, externally. Yeah. I think that he probably had moments where he knew all of this and then just chose to repress it after Mm -hmm. and then. And, and and then just did this cycle of I need to make my father love me which he talks about yeah and then he goes back to the self-hating self-doubt and then there's a few minutes of maybe it's really all his fault yeah so he's had this oh yeah boiling in him for years mm-hmm. and it's so great like to see him finally like externalize it and not just internalize it like he usually does um oh my god it's so satisfying seriously like it's so good yeah uh Um, do we want to to skip to what he says yeah yeah let's Let's talk about it to a point and then we'll like cut because i like some of the transitions they do later um yeah so yeah so we cut to zuko talking about how uh Fire Nation is totally fucked up and is completely wrong about quote sharing the greatness with the rest of the world. And it's like a total lie. And um which yeah, you can see how he came to this conclusion, especially since like he hung out in the Earth Kingdom for all of book two and uh just like saw a lot of it firsthand and stuff. Yeah. And Again, it's just really satisfying to hear all this stuff that we've been that we, the audience, and Iroh has been yelling at him for season for episodes and seasons on end, and for him to finally 
come to the conclusion as well and explicitly state it is so great like this yeah the the war was was supposed to be the way to share the greatness of the fire nation with the world and what an amazing lie that was yeah the people so don't see greatness they they fear us they hate us uh and we deserve it we we created an era of fear in the world yeah and, and if we don't want to destroy the world itself we need an era of peace and kindness so good it's so good oh and um also zuko also calls out ozai on the agni kai stuff it's like yeah that was fucking child abuse <laughs> like yeah terrible he uh, was just trying to get his father's love to please him the father that banished him for, for for talking out of turn who dueled a 13 year old child i love yeah. how he br- be oh, oh okay so um before he actually defended his dad doing that duel with mm-hmm. him in book one i know it's just crazy and now like he's come around full circle and realize that was not right at all and that was just downright horrible thing to do to somebody especially a child <laughs> um uh, yeah god it's so satisfying um and then as he's talking and stuff it's like ozai is clearly trying to just like not take zuko seriously and devalue what he's saying by laughing it off and yeah it is uh um teasing like your your uncle's gone to you hasn't he <laughs> and zuko proudly it's just like yeah, he has. It's really sweet. I love the the, the facial ex, the facial expressions here because be, because Ozai starts uh, frowning, listening, listening to Zuko talk when he sits down the first time. His his his, his eyes are narrowed. He like he doesn't want to hear mm-hmm. this. And then um, um, when he starts like ha ha. Uh, uh, he's like t- having a cruel smile un- uh, uh, until Zuko res- responds, reflects, and has a true smile yeah. of yes, he has. It's so good. I love that little pause. And then, like it's so good. Yeah, where yeah, where 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 you can see the the gears in his mind work, and he just reflects on everything iroh did for him and like later on he says iroh was his true father which yes yes we've said this multiple yes. times thank, Z- thank god zuko, zuko says this it. yeah oh my god oh, thank god um but then ozai frowns yeah like he didn't take the bait <laughs> not happy Mm-mm. like you said that to mock him but no like zuko's proud of that it's so good oh my god it just seriously it made me cry so much the first time I saw the scene and I couldn't believe it. Like, this is happening. Like, okay, so the showrunners have confirmed that they, from the moment that they started com- coming up with Zuko's character, they knew exactly that, th- that they wanted him to swap sides at some point. And you can tell. Like, this is... They tried book you- two. It just didn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they also, but I feel like that was intended and not I don't know if that was planned from day one when they created Zuko as a character, but 
I'm glad that they decided to hold off until now because it's far more satisfying now this has such a large yeah especially because this is full yeah and especially because Iroh is not around right now to give Zuko that advice it feels a lot more earned because ultimately it's Zuko at this point who came to this decision on his own and is confronting his dad on his own without having uh that immediate support in the back like he usually has and Versus if he were to swap sides in book two, as cool as it would have been as an audience member initially, it there would have been that layer of, but how much of that was his own choice? How much of that was Iroh? Yeah, especially because in the scene right before he decides to betray Iroh, I mean, he's getting not quite preached at, but like he's getting another Iroh pet talk right before that about yeah. reaching the crossroads of his destiny. Good, evil... <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have such capacity oh, for evil yeah <laughs> for bad and good oh, stopping a dick oh, zuko gosh but yeah you can tell that this was one of those scenes that they had thought about for a long time and had constructed and, for a long time and was made with lots of love and care and yet again we are seeing the parallels between ang and zuko they love putting these characters into, mm-hmm. into the same situations because they're two sides of the same coin. They 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 both share the same destiny, even though they're two totally separate characters. And it's so cool. It's so awesome. I love it. So um, then Zuko Let's... says oh. that... What? Oh, or... Can you still talk about? Oh, uh, why don't we go back to Aang and, and Azula first? Oh, okay. Yeah, so the gang is still reeling from the fact that they knew all this time about the invasion, and now they're freaking out even more because they just ran into Azula. And yeah. mm-hmm. and so they and- try to ask Azula, "Hey, where's your dad at? Because <laughs> we don't have time for you." And uh, yeah, Stock is like, "You're powerless right now." Yeah. Um, uh, Toph, is, Toph is like tell us now and don't lie I will know if you're lying Yeah, Azula's like are you sure because I'm a pretty good liar she's like I'm a what did she say she's like I'm a purple platypus. I am a 400 foot tall purple platypus bear with pink horns and silver wings pause okay you're good I admit it <laughs> Like dang, like Azula's a sociopath. In case you didn't already know, <laughs> um, great. Yeah, so they trapped her in a Earth cocoon. Um, uh, she is a hundred percent unfazed. Yeah, the Earth falls back, and and <laughs> everyone's confused. I don't know. Again, I don't know if you or me, but. I thought for a hot millisecond that maybe Azula that was she's the avatar. Yeah, <laughs> there was like a second avatar. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I have read one very good fan fiction where um, uh, everything's reversed. So um, Azula is actually uh, uh, the avatar, and it was the Water Tribe that. <laughs> tried to destroy everyone and take over everything yeah (laughs) 
So um, <laughs> people get very, very creative. They sure um, do, don't they? Your old fanfic yeah. Any, anyway, um, when um Azula left left Bossing Say, uh, she brought some souvenirs. The freaking Dylee are you? Man, <laughs> shit. I like, just wrote fucking traitors fuck. on my sheet. Yeah, like, oh my god, she's that good, y'all. Like, not only did she single-handedly take down Bossing Say, the quote impenetrable city at the age of 14, but she also managed to like fully manipulate and convince a good portion of the Dai Li, aka people who were sworn to protect, quote, the culture and status quo of the city. <laughs> into joining her and completely swapping sides to the freaking Fire Nation. She's 14. Azula's the best. I'm sorry. She's <laughs> she is just wonderful. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. So um yeah, the whole thing's crazy. And um yeah, so now they're up against the Daily and Azula. And at the same time, oh, they still have like less than eight minutes at this point to find Ozai. And yeah. it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, so um um quick aside, outside uh uh all of the other people that are that that are fighting the the Fire Nation are fighting the Fire Nation. They are they they they, they are still con- they're still continuing the in- the invasion above ground. Um and it seems like some people in the Fire Nation know that the eclipse removes their bending. Yeah, and some don't. And some don't. <laughs> I read the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he's just stupid. I'm gonna go with that. Like, how do you not know? Like every because they all feel it. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because even if they didn't tell you, you have to I mean, know something's not right with the force <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so I want to say that um, they that they didn't tell everyone that it would take away their bending, but everyone would figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it just makes more sense to say, "Hey, we're all going to go in this underground bunker for eight minutes." Yeah. It's <laughs> also the only way Boomy would have figured out a, a, a eclipse was coming that's going to take away fire nation bending is if they talked about it well boomy's see, not a know. water bender that's... boomy can't see the sun right but no boomy can't go outside no but when he saw that or when they do the flashback of how boomy single-handedly retook omashu during the day black sun um you can see him looking at the eclipse i don't know if he knew the eclipse was going to happen but he saw it. i was like oh an eclipse that'll work <laughs> and he, yeah. I get, he's been around the block a bunch to the point i mean he's over 100 years old at this point if uh, yeah True. he's over 112 years old which is insane dude's still kicking and is a fucking badass yeah uh and um a partial partial eclipse happened yeah so he's, yeah and so he's probably lived through the last eclipse that happened which i don't yeah. I remember when they said the last eclipse was it was probably like 100 years ago definitely around mm. for that it it must have been less time yeah the point is he was probably around for it and if he wasn't around for it he's been he's old enough to probably have learned about it somewhere and he seems like a very wise crazy old man so 
yeah, I'm sure he'd know something about the fact that eclipse eclipses do have an impact on firebending. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to ignore the fact that the area of the area of totality does not cover a like entire world. But if that's the only scientific flaw with your magical eclipse, yeah, then that's fine. Good job. Like it's fine. <laughs> Yep. Specifically B, specifically B, because they talk about partial eclipses also. Yeah. <laughs> we see the partial eclipses. Mm-hmm. So. Good stuff. So, where are we? Uh, Want to talk about Azula more? Uh, or, yes. yeah, okay. So, um, the, gang is, the, the, the gang is fighting Azula. Yeah. Toph is the best. Toph, Toph is yeah. just Toph the best. Toph is just the best. She's yeah she's doing what top does which is just kick ass at all times uh yeah and azula's just run away she's not even really trying to fight him she's just practicing her assassin's creed parkour moves um oh gosh <laughs> she's she's as quick as ang yeah it's kind of ridiculous at least like she she could be trying to kill them if like the opportunity strikes mm-hmm. but like ang is trying care. to kill her yeah yeah she yeah she doesn't care but she is very quick. She, yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah. She's a prodigy for a reason. For a reason. Um, yeah. And then the Dai Li is also involved now. So great. And they're chasing down Azula. And as they continue to do this, they realize, wait a minute. She's not even trying to fight us. And she's totally baiting us so that we run out the clock on this eclipse and ultimately not find Ozai as a result. And she cuts to Azula like, not true. I'm giving it my all. <laughs> sarcastic and this is where my otp moments happen oh yeah so um first is my real ot oh is my real otp which oh. is sakasuki absolutely okay. yes they are they're adorable perfect together. Mm-hmm. just so wonderful and then there is my crack terrible <laughs> this Sokka and azula this this was Sokka and Azula. Yes. Yes, it is. That is that is like my like a Draco Hermione ship where it doesn't work. Let's no. all be real. It doesn't work. But like fan fiction, oh. we can make this work. Yeah, fan fiction can make that work. I can see that happening. <laughs> that moment where like Asaka is like trying to crawl out of that hole. Oh I know. Tuck it through. Azula skims right on top of him. Yeah. And then and then both of them are based well, no, both of them then have a smart fight (laughs) where both of them are trying to prove no, I'm smart. I know what you're doing. Oh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Bye. And yeah, so Sokka's like, yeah, she's totally baiting us, so let's just walk away and ignore her. And they start to walk away and it First, it's going all right. Toph gets antagonized by her because she teases her with um, her blindness. Uh, but Sokka's yeah. still like, hey, just ignore her. Let's walk away. Yeah, bye. And, uh, and Azula's like, it's a trap. And Sokka's like, ignore. And Azula, knowing how to push everybody's buttons, yeah. like, oh, so your name's Sokka, right? You know, my favorite prisoner used to mention you all the time. 
She was convinced you were going to come rescue her. Of course, you never came. Then she just gave up on you. And this just pushes all Osaka's buttons. Triggered. Triggered. Immediately goes for blood. <laughs> and kind of recklessly, because Top notices that she, uh, that Azula's also got a secret shuriken. A battery? Battery. Like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like a ninja star. Like, <laughs> it looks like a red battery. So it's a like Robin ring. Oh, God. Like, I just. Mm hmm. <laughs> Either way, it's bad. It's bad. Where, and where is May anyway? Is she in like a separate chamber? Probably. I mean, she's probably, yeah, just in a bunker somewhere in a separate chamber. Yeah. Yeah. But, separate, separate bunker, just mm-hmm. waiting to get back yep. home and, to the bed where Zuko left yeah. us. Uh, Goodbye, no. Uh, <laughs> Before sure, they all went to the bunkers. You know what? I'm sure May asked if Zuko would come snuggle with her during this time. And Zuko's like, um, yeah, actually, I gotta go do. Yeah, I gotta do I, Prince stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I got Prince response. I, like, I have to wash my hair. Uh, yeah. Or I gotta go talk to my dad about something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway. Toph, thank God for Toph, manages to disarm Azula and pin her yeah, to the wall. Puts her up against the wall. Yeah. Sokka, Sokka like, pushes her up against it. Yeah. OTP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can feel the tension in the room. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they he, want to kill each Yeah. They Sokka's pissed. Like, where Isn't that super healthy? <laughs> yeah. I, very healthy. Just the base, <laughs> okay. perfect base for a really healthy yeah, relationship. <laughs> I'm like, 85% joking. <laughs> so great. So yeah, Zook, um, Sokka is pissed and is totally falling Absolutely right pissed. into her trap. And at the same time, the audience, we'd also like to know too. That's, a, that's the crazy thing. We want to know where Suki, Suki is. Suki hasn't been talked about or mentioned. or We don't know anything that's happened to her since Appa's Lost Days, which took place in the tail end of book two so it's been a long time up to this point it's been at least like 15 episodes since we've heard from her and 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 Sokka literally cries a single tear because he can only imagine the horror that she's been through yeah being Azula's favorite prisoner Mm -hmm. like oh my god like she knew exactly what to say and yeah so it's bad and then uh, what's not so bad is um, Zuko still confronting Ozai. We cut back to him and he is talking about what he's going to do after this. So after talking to you, I'm going to go free my uncle from prison because he's been my real dad. Been a real father. He's, he's going to beg for forgiveness. Yeah. Which he should. Which he should. To be, to be real. Yes, he should. <laughs> and I can't wait till we get to that scene because I cry every time at that scene. Oh, God man <laughs> um yeah so he's gonna go reunite with his uncle and apologize profusely yeah. and uh i was i mocks him again like oh well yeah maybe he can teach you in the ways of tea and failure uh spe- specifically beautiful maybe maybe he can pass down the ways of tea and failure yeah. which which i really like that phrasing because it is like you are trading me passing down the crown to you mm-hmm. for tea and failure just yeah. like how ozai was passed the uh ozai passed iro over for the crown mm-hmm. and you know what and i think did his machinations yeah and like i don't know if we ever talked about this but i feel like there might also just be some animosity for zuko not just because he considers him to be weak but 
also because he's a first son. Yeah. And he's still bitter about the fact that Iroh got all the love and attention that he didn't get from Azulon and uh, clearly and felt like he wanted the throne more than Iroh did, but just doesn't get it by nature of birthright. So, I mean, we, we see earlier, later, that, that Iroh was a accomplished general. Mm-hmm. And what was Ozai doing? Yeah, sure. Nothing. I mean, nothing on the level of yeah, or nothing on the scale of what Iroh was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really good. And then Zuko's like, I've come to an even more important decision, which is I'm going to join the gang and I'm going to help them defeat you. And it's so good. And I lost my shit at this point. Like, I had the opposite, which, like, I know that, like, yeah, this happens, but I was like, why are you telling your dad this? <laughs> you just gotta, he had to let it out. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, why are you telling your dad where to find you? Well, you didn't say where they were, you just thought he was gonna join them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, I, he was- I like it, though. Yeah, I, I think it just- shows how freaking confident he is in what he's doing and gives no shits about telling his dad exactly how he feels about him, about the fire nation in general and about what he's going to do after this. So <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ozai's like, well, great. So, I mean, why don't you just kill me now because you've got your dual swords and I don't have my bending. So just do me in now. Yeah, do it. And Zuko you won't you're soft yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah again it's kind of like a mocking thing and Zuko's like because that's not my my yeah and Zuko's like because that's not my destiny taking you down is the avatar's destiny and proceeds to sheath his swords and says goodbye and walks away like a total confident badass and it's so great um, Until yeah. oh god, taunts taunts oh. him with the only thing no. that would have made Zuko no. stay. Yeah, so we call him a coward as he's walking away. Zuko's still not biting, um, doing everything right, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, if you were really brave and you would stick around until the eclipse is done, especially because you'd only come talk to me during during the eclipse. What kind of cowardliness is that?" and then he drops the bombshell of don't you want to know what happened to your mother and everybody everyone in the audience is losing their fucking mind and zuko what about zuko's mom oh my god yeah oh my god and zuko understandably stops in his tracks to hear what he has to say too and falls into the trap in other words you can see where azula gets it from because we get yes we cut back and forth I wrote between, that too. yeah oh my god because <laughs> they're doing the exact same thing to the people that they're talking to right now they knew exactly what button to push and the Yet mom again, one parallel scenes. Oh. <laughs> so this time Sokka is the one getting get 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 getting taunted with the information versus Zuko getting taunted with the information oh my god except Zuko actually gets it mm-hmm. and Sokka doesn't oh and it's like it's so crazy because you as an audience member are so conflicted. There's so many stakes and tension going on because on the one hand, you want Aang and the gang to find where Ozai's at, but at the same time, you don't want them to find him because you don't want Zuko's awesome speech to be interrupted by them. <laughs> and 
on the and, and also you want to know these crazy bombshells about Suki and Ursa, two people who you haven't heard anything about for a really long time, at least not since book two. And you're finally thinking you're about to get answers here, but at the same time, they still got less than There's eight a time There's a time limit. <laughs> There's much less than oh eight my minutes. god right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, both of these people are just trying to run out. The yeah. Clock. So it's really good because it really kind of puts you. They, the show writers do a really good job of putting you in that same headspace that these two that these characters are feeling when they're getting their butt their buttons pushed like this. Because like Zuko, you're really happy. You want to walk away from all this, but at the same time, holy crap! Like the mom thing. That's such a big revelation and that's such a thing that's so important to Zuko that it's just like oh my god and the same thing for Suki and it's just insane so <laughs> not only that but the way that they keep on switching between these scenes mm -hmm. it it doesn't make them like make make the individual scene feel rushed no but it makes the whole sequence feel rushed it makes it feel yeah. like there's so much that 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 we have to uncover in this very short amount of time and mm -hmm. it keeps on reminding you without actually saying oh there's like six minutes and two seconds left it keeps no. on reminding you that i mean there is a time yeah i mean they keep cutting yeah like they keep cutting to the eclipse and seeing it slowly shift across the uh the yeah. sun and yeah it's terrifying and you're freaking out but at the same time you really want to hear this information and, you know, you got the ominous music in the background playing. That's really cool. And um, they're intercutting between Sokka yelling at, Su at Azula, who just won't, who has stopped talking smartly <laughs> and is just running out the clock. Yeah. And then we cut to Ozai. just screaming, where's oh, Suki? I know. Oh, my God. Where's Suki? Oh, like you've... And he he can't blame so him. scary. Man, I know. He and hot. Out. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, channeling some Hakoda there. <laughs> I promise, I I have a healthy relationship <laughs> with my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't have that excuse, so um. <laughs> well, <laughs> Leslie promises she doesn't have a boyfriend. No, so. <laughs> no, but yeah. So yeah, it's he great. is just screaming, "Where's Suki?" and 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 this is my favorite pairing, like act like um um like a canon pairing in Avatar. They are perfect for each other. They just want to get back to each other. Both of them respect each other, love each other, and Sokka really really cares about Suki and and just doesn't want the same thing that happened to Yue to happen to Suki, where where she basically sacrifices herself for the cause. Mm -hmm. And you feel all of that in those few seconds of Ugh. Sokka losing his shit. Oh my god! And it's, just screaming. It's so her. crazy. And Toph and Aang are are scared, and yeah. they also want to know what's happening to Suki, but they don't. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they're also trying to pull Sokka away, like. But they can't. Yeah, it's like oh my god, and yeah. So then we cut back to Ozai, who is giving Zuko some answers. So exactly, yeah, what he exactly. Wants. Mm -hmm. And in this case, so, um, yeah. So when when Azula was taunting Zuko back in Zuko alone that Dad was going to kill him, 
uh zuko i was right yeah zuko was just like trying was like in denial slightly but also just trying not to freak out and just kept saying that zuko that azula always lies unfortunately this was one of those times where she was not lying because uh azulon wanted ozai to kill his firstborn in retaliation for presuming that ozai should be able to take the throne when Iroh is in mourning over his son, because uh, he doesn't have, because he doesn't have an heir. Yeah, but Iroh was the favorite with Azulon, so this pisses off Azulon, and he's like, "Yeah, just as revenge for that, go kill your own kid, <laughs> basically." And Ursa's like, mm, "Okay," <laughs> and Ursa, rightfully pissed and freaking out, is like, "No," and. Uh, devises a plan to get him on the throne as the next Fire Lord instead of Iroh that heavily implies that she conspired to kill Azulon who conveniently dies or quote passes away the moment Ursa leaves um yeah and I think it's later confirmed in the later it's poison yeah it's it's poison it's confirmed later they can't it's harder to do it in a kid's show, but it's heavily implied that uh, she conspired for, <laughs> um, to kill yeah, um, Fire Lord. Yeah, they can't do it in a kid's show, but they can do it in a kid's comic. Mm-hmm. Or a comic that most kids probably don't know about, except the diehard fans who were kids at the time of the show's airing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So because of that, that was obviously treachery. And as a result, she was banished. I don't know if she was specifically banished by Ozai himself or by some other higher up at the time, though. That's Well, they could not reveal that she did it. Right. But, but what she but proposed she... was clearly treachery, which can get you banished in most, most kingdoms. Or killed, but yeah. we can't really kill anybody here, at least not explicitly. So <laughs> banishment. Um, yeah, so... She's banished and out there, maybe alive somewhere. And Zuko's in tears and freaking out like, holy shit, this is a big deal. And Ozai's like, yeah, she could be alive. But um, now I realize that banishment is too merciful of a punishment. So your punishment will be a lot more steeper. And sure enough, the eclipse moves ever so slightly past the sun and time's up. TikTok, where's Suki, Azula feels the second it happens yeah and is perfect ozai also also feels it Mm -hmm. and so the first one we see is ozai yeah and ozai immediately shoots zuko with lightning and then we get the coolest part of the whole damn episode and zuko proceeds to redirect lightning aka the technique that iroh taught him way back when but refused to actually everything's full circle oh my god it's so good it's so good not only is this just like badass on its own because like we learned about redirection and lightning and stuff but we never actually got to see zuko do it even though zuko was begging ira to shoot at him with lightning at the time uh yeah yeah. healthy Uh, very healthy healthy Uh uh-huh um and it's also great symbolically because it shows just how loyal Zuko is to Iroh and how much he really respects and 
loves Iroh um, mm-hmm. through through that and, technique. And with and without Iroh, Zuko would have died. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. It's so good. It's such a good scene. I vividly remember the scene happening the first time I saw it, and I just completely you freak out. Oh my god. I mean, I was freaking the whole freaking out the whole time during this episode, but like I fully lost it at that point that was amazing like it was so good uh and then right after he redirects the lightning back at ozai um zuko makes his getaway falls back Mm -hmm. and zuko blew spirits out of there yeah oh my god it's so cool so satisfying um, and such a great payoff Um, now before we go back to azula i want to compare how how ursa explains how she did it in in, um in um the the avatar the last airbender comic and how ozai explains how ursa did it (laughs) because i really like the differences and i won't get into like the the more weird stuff but like basically Ursa was banished after she uh, 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 she um, appears later to Zuko after some things. Um, if you if you want to, to to read this story, which I would say is the best set of of Avatar comics, specifically because mm-hmm. it's a story I really wanted to know about, and it has a and it has a lot of Zuko, oh a lot God, of Azula yeah. in it. It's and really like good. I am very partial to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is... all of those those comics specifically, that's like the biggest fan theory question that everybody who's ever watched the show has had. What happened to Zuko's mom? Yeah. So if you've ever thought that for a second, which I know you have, check out these comics. They're actually really good. Um, they're so called the, this one's the search, the search specifically if you want to read the, one two and three yeah that said there's some slight context you might want or and or appreciate for that one and so you might want to check out the comics that came before that as well i don't remember the exact names of those comics though but if you look them up i think you'll be able uh to the promise them. the promise first. yeah um those earlier ones are talking about just the initial first couple days of like Zuko being Fire Lord, Aang being a fully realized avatar, and then trying to like figure out what the next step yeah. should be and some of the conflict that gets involved with that. That's also really yeah. good too. But um basically it starts right after the series leaves off. Mm-hmm. So um I would heavily suggest all of them, but right now I am gonna talk a little bit about the search and i'm not going to spoil anything peripheral except later on ursa does meet up with zuko and it's beautiful yeah so um so um ozai oz so ozai says that azulon told him to kill zuko yes both of them said that um um he was going he he was going to do that yes and then he says that 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 ursa would protect him at 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 any cost and and proposed a plan to kill azulon in, instead 
and that Ozai would become Fire Lord. Um, she accepted, it happened, and then she was banished. And this puts her in a worse light than what actually happened, yeah. <laughs> where um, she wasn't the one to really suggest Ozai becoming Fire Lord after and like we should super kill kill um uh, Azulon at first Ursa begged Ozai to just apologize yeah <laughs> you know hey man human things uh-huh um and then plus, um, oh grand when... plus shout out to best grandpa of the year like <laughs> can you kill one of my grandkids please <laughs> thank you anyway oh. uh yeah so uh so um Ozai was going to do it and that is where Ursa acted. So um so um Ursa offered him untraceable poison to kill to kill the fire lord. Um uh and then um and then he 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 would become the the fire lord in his in his in his place and then ozai agreed if if ursa would would leave forever because she knew that ozai was in on killing azulon and if she just disappeared then it would look worse for her yeah ba basically if you have seen game of thrones um uh, Sansa leaving after the purple wedding made Sansa look pretty guilty. Yeah, be be yeah, because she left. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and and not to like, uh, m make Ursa a saint, make 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 her better than she was, but Ozai didn't just lay back and let this happen. Ozai was really, really ready for this, and 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 was always ready to do anything to turn to make himself better off, no matter the cost. So he was ready to kill his son, and then he was ready to kill his father to yeah. get what he wanted. Yep. When he makes Ursa out to to like be the one that would sacrifice. Uh, uh, someone for her, for her child. Like it's a bad thing when Ozai would sacrifice anything for himself. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that because Ozai is a douche. Yeah, <laughs> the general conclusion is that Ozai is actual human garbage, and he sucks. <laughs> Ozai's garbage. He is a terrible person. Um, Aang is. Like everyone just wants to kill the Fire Lord, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine with me. Ugh, yeah. So, so Zuko leaves all badass, blue spirits mm -hmm. away. Can't stress Super enough cool. how much of a badass he was in that entire scene. <sighs> oh my god! And then we cut back to Azula. Azula says the best line. Oh, oh <laughs> sounds sounds like sounds like the fire bending is back on. Yeah, immediately swipes at him with some fire, and then she's just like, fire "Oh!" And then she just immediately proceeds to give the directions to Ozai's. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the door on your left. Can't miss it. Bye. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Down the hall, left, secret door. You you know. And at that point, they tr- the gang tries to regroup. Sokka uh, is freaking out. Is in despair. Is just, yeah, totally in despair and is profusely upset over falling for her manipulation. And, and falling for her. Yeah, for falling for her. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> um, Yet again, I'm I'm only 85% kidding. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, both Sokka and Aang are kind of feeling like they failed again. And Aang desperately is just like, well, I'll just go try to face him anyway. And Sokka and Aang both agree, or Sokka and Top both agree that today's just not the day to do it. Now. Yeah, like, I know you think you're ready, but... It, it's not a good time now. Um, they knew that it that it was going to happen. They yeah. have everything planned. Mm-hmm. It will not succeed. Yeah, like they're at a disadvantage heavily. They do not have the high ground, so to speak. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they decide to ensure the safety of everyone else who was involved in that yeah. invasion and return back to them. And so eclipse is over. Yeah. Time to regroup. Eclipse is, yeah, eclipse is over. Uh, Fire Nation soldiers are regrouping and are kind of taking the high ground back right now and things aren't great so the gang reunites and realizes we gotta go quickly and then in the distance more payoffs galore except this one's a bad one i mean it's a it's a good payoff in a of the valkyries yeah basically here comes the fire nation with those blimps that we saw prototypes of in northern air temple because if you recall at the end of that episode back in book one uh the mechanic had made one blimp or a couple blimps to fight back the fire nation soldiers that were there but in the process they lost one of them and some fire nation soldiers recovered that blimp and that's how the episode ended and that was ominous foreshadowing for two seasons later where yep. turns out they figured out how to make one of those and now they have hundreds of these blimps so now and the fire nation can take to the skies which they were not able to do prior to this it's and i really love how the machinist comments that is my design mm-hmm. i, like, I oh. did this mm-hmm. because he did he 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 gave so many designs to the fire nation to um to um protect all of his people but now it's coming back to haunt him yeah it's so good i it reminds me of um no, to talk about miyazaki miyazaki got to fulfill our yeah. quota um the last film he did before his eighth retirement w- um was the wind rises which yeah. was like i don't remember the, the wind also rises yeah (laughs) i don't remember the main character's name specifically but it was based off of a real life um aerospace engineer who designed planes that got utilized during world war ii but the conflict was he was kind of a pacifist and didn't really want his designs and stuff to be used for warfare and stuff which is right up pacifist miyazaki's alley (laughs) so you can see why i made a story on that but yeah same sort of debate if you want to see a really good movie that follows that conflict of designing something that gets used for something that you're morally against, uh, that is a good movie to check out. Plus, it's a good um, swan song for Miyazaki, even though he's coming out of retirement again or is already out. I don't know. 
just don't believe it anytime he says he's going to retire okay <laughs> long story short uh, i never want him to no. uh so um the person you are thinking about which i will not pronounce his name correctly so i'm sorry mm-hmm. um uh jiro um uh hori horikoshi yeah jiro horikoshi yeah. Uh, real so life he, uh, japanese he, um chief he was the chief engineer of of many japanese fighter fighter designs during world war ii yeah um and he basically worked for mitsubishi Mm -hmm. good stuff so yeah this is really bad um fire nation can fly now (laughs) not only do they have limbs oh yeah they have they have um normal limbs but then they have these war blimps mm-hmm. that are oh my god well, oh, oh okay they have like hot air balloons and then they have war blimps yeah and and I love how all of them have a have a dragon face on mm-hmm. them because dragons fly yeah same as like uh Sokka's Sokka submarines look like fish because fish swim and then um um the the earth kingdom design tanks look like centipede milli- millipedes be- be- because those crawl and i love how they are getting a lot of their inspiration for new designs from animals and nature because that's what's around them and and they are evolving as a technical society extremely quickly where they didn't have these things well uh submarine didn't exist last year but like they didn't have all of these technical advancements a hundred years ago think of like the 1900s to now mm-hmm. yeah it's nuts so but all of them are based around bending because mm-hmm. those are the skills people know yeah it's really so- cool all the stuff that we've seen in this episode and other episodes and stuff it's like all almost always powered by vendors and stuff it's really cool which that's something that carries on over into Korra sometimes too which i like so mm-hmm. yeah and it makes sense you you you, you have these elemental powers why not it makes sense that, natural fuel <laughs> yeah it it makes sense that you would gear things towards your strengths um this is this this is the one problem that that i had with the new Pixar movie out called Onward, where um, uh, magic just—I mean, they made like the light bulb, so they don't need magic anymore. No, yeah, it just—you would still keep with magic. The world building in that movie is muddled. This one is not, however, and it's great. Oh no, it's perfection. Devastating in this case, but great. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, the so the gang regroups with 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 everyone and. And and basically the 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 goal is get everyone to safety as as fast as they can, uh, which doesn't work out exactly how they want. Yep. So Katara and Aang try to stop some of these blimps and and stuff, but they quickly realize there's too many of them. And so also um you see firebenders like um uh 
tied to the sides just like shooting out yeah just like it would be torpedoes <laughs> and i and like yet again i just love the world building here because it makes sense mm-hmm. it just makes sense you like 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 you have people that you fire out of out, out of their hands just just put them outside yep oh so good uh so at this point they come to the sobering conclusion that we don't have now that they've also destroyed um, a lot of their kick-ass fish submarines and other things that they took to actually get to the Fire Nation Palace city. Um, they will not escape. Yeah, or at least not all of them. So, any volunteers to go to prison, essentially. So, and- the gang has to escape. Um, and um, and um, they can't bring everyone be be. Be, be because there's a few dozen people yeah um so the, the adults the decide that, that they have yeah. is for the adults to sacrifice them that themselves and be imprisoned Ooh. well all of the children go on devastating so yeah all the kids make it out and except pipsqueak because oh. pipsqueak is not a child apparently <laughs> i guess not yeah <laughs> how old is and pipsqueak I'm- Missed. yeah did he just turn 18 oh, he was part of the the child freedom fighters is it <laughs> yeah they because he is tall i guess so did, did they check was he I, just the oldest one before you're allowed to get on oppa you have to get your id checked first to see <laughs> must be under 18 <laughs> i guess he didn't fit the bill he just had his birthday he's very sad also i hate to be that person but um, during the Great Divide, oh, no. more than uh, more than seven, eight people were on Oppa. They fit like a dozen. Oh, you right on Oppa. Yeah. Why well, couldn't they have just I, done a raffle? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, they had to fit Teo's um, wheelchair on there too. So Teo can sit in it. It's fine. <laughs> So don't don't blame Taya. I'm, I'm not blaming Taya. Stop blaming Taya, no. Leslie. I know that you hate Taya. <laughs> Stop blaming him. No, but could the mustache have stayed off Appa? Like, did, did Haru? Yeah, I feel like they could have freed up some space. Why is Pipsqueak <laughs> not allowed on there? But but like Haru is. I is thought you know what he probably wasn't allowed. Uh, did everyone have to have a dad and Pipsqueak? <laughs> And Pimsqueak was like the Duke's dad in this game. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Dad's required, no orphans allowed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but also, I think that it was also a thing of um, Hakoda was not going to leave all of his soldiers, all of his friends, all of his people to be imprisoned while while he runs away mm-hmm. and he trusts Sokka and he trusts Sokka's plan plan making skills that like Hakoda is more needed with with, with all the people that will be imprisoned and 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 Haru's dad even though he he is older graying hair says that he would also be a be a good person to support the people that are that are going to be in prison because he's faced it before yep it's sad all the same but very noble of them and yeah so they 
Just, normal children's shows wouldn't do this. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this the fact is, that they just, again, the fact that they world. failed. Yeah. And on top of that, people are going to prison. Like, it didn't even work out to the point where they could all flee safely. Like, it's that bad. <laughs> the only thing that is that is different is that uh, they know that they are going to just be captured and and that they won't be executed. That is the only thing separating it between game of thrones <laughs> yeah <laughs> none of these people will be going to prison in game of thrones they'd just be like dying horrible deaths on screen <laughs> yeah Dragonfire. yes <laughs> yeah Dracarys. Dracarys. <laughs> that's it that is the only difference between avatar and game of thrones <laughs> but but seriously though it everyone's saying goodbye and it's so heartbreaking and so sad and then um and and then Aang's final words crying is is thank is thank you all for 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 being so so brave and so and so strong I'll make this up to you oh god yeah so really sad really devastating and the gang goes off on Appa and proceeds to retreat to the Western Air Temple, which is also, ironically enough, the title of the next episode. Which, but, the Western Air Temple is the best temple. Oh, hands down. No, that, no contest. Like, oh, best temple. Yeah, no also, contest. Uh, also, fun fun fact, that is a female temple. So, mm-hmm. best. Really cool. But um, right before, before that... Before we get to the final thing... Yeah. Go uh, back to Zuko. Yep, back to Zuko. So Zuko, after running out of Ozai's chambers, immediately runs to go bust out his uncle. And turns out he gets there and everybody's passed out on the ground because apparently Ozai busted himself out like a one-man army. Uh, Iroh. What, what did I say? Did I say Ozai? Ozai. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Oh, Iroh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Iroh busted himself out like a one-man army. Uh and apparently it was Fuck really yes. cool and I really wish I could have seen it. <laughs> but I guess my imagination yes. will have to do the rest. I'm sure it was spectacular. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the bars of the, the prison, metal bars gone. <laughs> with his hands. Yeah, with his bare hands. <laughs> oh my God. With his platypus bare hands. Yes. So badass. So, yeah. Zuko is going to have to wait on that um apology with iroh which but Zuko I, is, has other plans yeah like trailing the avatar and the rest of the gang to try in to join the crew mm-hmm. and so his personal end, blimp yes so at the end azula sees them flying off um uh, she doesn't want to follow them because they are just too quick and like at this point it doesn't matter yeah who cares oh god and then we meanwhile see Zuko trailing the gang and his war balloon, and then that's the end of the episode. Yep, which, which Zuko smart and 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 had to figure where they would go because mm-hmm. I mean, Zuko's clearly a good tracker. I mean, <laughs> dude's had to do it for a couple years at this point with Zuko the Avatar and Sokka. In their bromance. Oh my god, So good. So good. I can't wait for that. Love the bromance. Um, Yeah. So, and I I should point out, even though I think Zuko 
uh, overall had a really good day for him today. Like this is a success overall. I think he still has that feeling of failure regarding his uncle because I mean, he's finally come to his senses at this point and realizes that he really let him down back at Bossing Say and stuff. And now that he's come to his senses, he can't even, he doesn't even have the time or the chance to apologize like he wants to because yeah. Iroh's not there. And because, well, because Iroh saved himself. Yeah. Iroh's not, not a damsel. No. Yeah. But he, I think it just increases the guilt that he's probably already been feeling now that he's. Yeah. Which, which probably makes him even more driven to force himself into the gang. Mm hmm. Because he's like really got to make amends at this point. Mm hmm. Oh, but yeah, really good episode. Seriously, this is the turning point for book three. Every episode after this, I think we can all agree is like, if top not tier, yeah, top tier, if not 10 out of 10s, then like 9.5. Yeah, nine. close to it for almost all of them. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like the the spike in quality in this back half is impressive. And like, we still like the first half of book three too don't get us wrong like still really solid stuff a couple flubs like um runaway and um painted lady but for the most part really solid stuff but seriously back half is, of book three is incredible like there will be stints where if i feel like re-watching this show i'll usually just like start it at the day of black sun episodes and then just like binge all the way to the end at that point because it's just like the victory road on the way to the finale. It's yeah, so good. Part of the part of the reason why why I think the back half is so good is because we have yet yet again like Zuko's Zuko's awesome. Yeah, but Zuko's awesome again. We're no longer pissed at him. <laughs> but but well yeah we're we're like a little bit pissed at him i'm still a little bit yeah. pissed at him. <laughs> uh, I, I, he's only to make amends with iroh but on the whole i'm like i'm so happy with yeah. him <laughs> no 95 percent. yeah good job Zuko. Mm -hmm. we're so proud of you <laughs> i'm so proud of you zuko you did it kid you did it but um uh part of part of the the, the reason why i think that it is so successful is because book one uh Zuko's the villain. Zuko's interactions with the gang are our villain our villain adversary interactions. He is trying to get them. He is rude. He is mean. He does terrible things. He 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 wants to save he wants to save Katara from the pirates, takes her necklace. And and that con and that contrasts so distinctly with the back half of book three where where the gang starts to work together with Zuko Zuko becomes part of the gang you would never expect it happening and it makes perfect sense with the way that 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 the story goes you would never be able to expect uh, the first episode of book one that all of those people would end up being friends. That all of those people would end up being on be, being on the same side, without like weird trickery, like feeling kind of like, oh, okay, he isn't mean anymore. But Zuko is still the same person, 
And that is what makes all of Avatar so wonderful. Because all of the characters remain the same core throughout. And and they just learn and grow organically. And and the entire story makes sense and and things happen so that when he does go back to the gang, you you know what's gonna happen. They don't accept him right away. And and you feel that struggle from from both sides, but it's still the same Zuko as book one. Just he's learned and grown the same as everyone else. And it's it's so great. And I just can't wait. Yeah, so after the gang says a sad farewell to everyone above the age of 18, <laughs> um, <laughs> they all take off for the Western Air Temple, which is objectively the coolest air temple. Absolutely period. the coolest. So uh, so uh, every single Western Air Temple building is basically built upside down on the bottom of this giant cavernous mountain uh and they are like uh upside down pagodas kind of like um um stalag mites or stalactites I uh, you're asking the wrong person <laughs> yeah uh gosh google help us yeah i have no idea <laughs> um but yeah so they're off to that and too bad if you're from the states and we're watching this at the time the show was still airing. You didn't get to see the Western Air Temple for like another nine months. So sucks. <laughs> it was terrible, especially after kind of the loss of all of the adults. Right. And not knowing what is going to happen. And, and everything was building up to this moment. And then basically the gang failed. Yeah. It, it could have been a lot worse, but mm-hmm. but this was a failure, and um and um the showrunners didn't like sugarcoat it. It no. just ended with everyone being sad. There, yeah, there, there wasn't know, some like uplifting. Oh, but we'll get them next time, boys. Yeah, <laughs> but you know who didn't fail? Who? Zuko. Ah! Now he's riding off Finally. in his air balloon. About Finally. to go. Uh, yep. So he's riding we off in the air balloon. Stop hating him. him. Down. I know. Yeah, it's cool. We can. Uh, well, we we've always been loving him. Well, but like we, we can stop. Him. Yeah, Be we love angry him. at him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't hate you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. I'm basically Iro. Not disappointed anymore. Um. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Great episode. I yeah, again I appreciate Wonderful how the episode. showrunners don't sugarcoat it. I don't know why I didn't think going into this episode that it was not going to that it that it was not going to end in a failure because <laughs> like there's still 10 episodes left and you know <laughs> it's like oh that's a short yeah. season, 10 episodes I, me over. The pacing was good. At first I thought they were going to succeed, but it was basically the moment Azula came in. I was mm. like, damn. Yeah. 
Yep. Or the yeah, moment you see the empty throne room, you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, and uh, after this, it's kind of downhill for Azula. Yeah, this is her peak. <laughs> which is very sad. She is, if not my my most favorite, one of my favorite characters. It is very hard to pick stars out of the sky it's very hard to pick <laughs> a favorite avatar character but she's definitely top five for me she's a fantastic character with also a fantastic um downfall I think. oh gosh yeah crash and burn but yeah i am i i am so happy that zuko is <sighs> finally doing what we want him to do it's been a long time coming it didn't disappoint such a fantastic payoff of just everything iroh and, and ourselves the audience have been yelling at him to do for quite and, some time now and and because his path was not linear it feels like a triumph. it feels like a triumph yeah and, and later on when certain characters uh cough 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 katara take a while to warm up to him it it feels rational it feels mm-hmm. reasonable uh you when you normally see like um uh, um villain villain to hero stories the turn is too quick it doesn't feel deserved and it just falls flat but this is done with such care and and such and and such intricate planning that you want him to succeed you are so emotionally invested in zuko finally getting his shit together yeah and finally so earned yeah and finally doing what will make him happy not what will not what is making this like idealized version of his happiness actually realize but what will actually make him happy and fulfilled it is just so deserved so 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 heartwarming Mm -hmm. and it's found to be so awkward and so much fun in the episodes to come because every episode from day of black sun onward to the end honestly is just solid stuff so join us next time hopefully not in the next nine months in contrast when we talk about book three episode 12 the western air temple yay Yay. yet again the best air temple the best no question and until then stay flaming